Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast. And this is the only podcast that you ever need to listen to. This is the only media um, that you ever need. You don't need to listen to anybody else. You don't need to watch the news. We got you. We got you. We will uh, tell you about everything you need to know. It might not be about everything, but the good stuff. And uh, this is Jaren. <laughs> and this is TJ. Yeah, we talk about the stuff that matters. Well, that matters to us anyway. Right. And if it matters to us, it matters to y'all. So sit back and listen because it's been a special day that just passed and we about to talk about it. All right. So before we get into that day, um, let's go ahead and address this this uh, meme that's been happening uh, this week that went kind of hot, went viral. And that is of uh, this white lady. Uh, I already forgot her name. Her name isn't important. Does her name matter? Yeah, her name isn't yeah. important. Yeah. But uh, her name is Jennifer, of course. Uh, she was in Oakland. And that was the first. So right right there, I knew it was going to be a problem. Like when I saw that, that this story took place in Oakland and she tried to approach some black people in Oakland. <laughs> I'm like, she's bold. First of all, she's she's probably the she she is probably the bravest person I've seen in a long time. So wait, you thought it was gonna be a whole lot of gang shit? <laughs> That's what you thought. Yeah, I th- <laughs> hey, they said Oakland. I'm like, yo. Like, like you like that's kind of crazy but yo, instantly thought whole lot of gang shit right there in oakland dog. Yeah, man i know i know this, they, this, this lady that met her match i know they bout it about it in oakland man yeah they don't so, play around man so um so what she do she she walked up she saw some people barbecuing some black people some black people Yep. That, okay. That's important just want to make that clear let's clarify what kind of people we talking about and there's black men so that makes it that's uh, i don't know man it's just crazy this because all of them was wearing black <laughs> they barbecuing and she still approaches them and calls the police because um in this park that they were in apparently there's uh, some sec- sections where it's okay to barbecue and, and there's some sections where it's not uh, specifically to use charcoal and she was claiming that this space was not one of those spaces designated areas and so yeah. she so she called the police the police never came two hours later she's like where, did, where, where are they at she calls again but then when she calls she's standing right in front of the people and that's when this lady comes up with her with her uh cell phone and starts videotaping the white lady a black lady who's with the group i guess um started recording her right and so did, did we confirm that that lady was black? Yes. Okay. She was. She was. Um, they have two... Well, they have a, a long version of it. Um, like a 20-something minute version. So, yeah. It's yeah, a black 25 lady. minutes. It was long as shit, but I watched it. So... So, yeah. So, basically, the, the black ladies confronted her. And she kind of started getting in her face she was right in her face recording the whole time and the white lady kind of started walking away and the black lady kept following her and then eventually the police came the white lady broke down and said that they were pushing her which we didn't see happen on video but there was a cut on that long 20 minute one right yeah uh. there was a there was a cut towards the beginning 
Um, because there, we never saw the part where she took the card. It was th- apparently the black lady just kept saying that oh. she took her card. Yeah, yeah, and that part is never shown throughout the video. That happened somewhere in the middle. And prior to, and there was a prior well, to. no, no, it wasn't prior to. It it cut. That's what I'm saying. Prior to recording. No, so she started recording and then she stopped, and she record started recording again. Okay, and it's somewhere within that time where there was not recording. In that middle space is yeah, where the card yeah. is supposed to get taken. Oh, okay. But we don't see that. Okay. Because the, the way I felt it went, and maybe I missed that, when it came on, maybe some stuff had happened beforehand, but I felt like the video was straight through from the time that she started recording. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was it was altered at all at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So there might have been something that happened that was recorded, but then they just stopped and we haven't seen that part. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I guess basically, so it went this this video went viral because basically, you know, it's it, most people look at it as being silly that these black people ain't doing nothing but minding their business, barbecuing. They're not shooting at people. I don't know if they was cussing and stuff. I don't I don't care about that. They were just barbecuing, having enjoying a nice day. And here comes this white lady calling the police on them, police in the world, being the barbecue police. And people felt like she deserved these memes that she's now a part of. And so. Oh, man. They memeing the hell out of her. And so I watched the video, right? Yep. And I watched a little, I think it was like a two minute or five minute clip. Yep. And by the way, the lady that was uh, doing the recording, she got to be annoying as hell. Uh, if you watch the video, like even for the short version that I watched. <clears throat> I mm-hmm. felt like she was a little annoying and a little childish at a certain point. And then I thought that there was no more to see. And yep. then right when I thought there was no more to see, more was uncovered towards the end of the five minutes. And so I was like, okay, cool. And then you and I talked about, you know, watching that full length 25 minute joint. I was like, yo, is there anything else that I need to see? And you was like, yeah, you need to see how she asked when, when the cops come. And so I'm watching a video and like for 15 minutes of it, I was annoyed as hell because like I told you that the lady that was recording, she was annoying as hell. (laughs) She was annoying and borderline childish in a lot of ways. But uh, you were right. And just like I said about the first video, you have to wait to the end because more is uncovered at the end. And so this lady, man, she took it upon herself to be the barbecue police for all of that time. Two hours? Who would spend two hours? Is it that important? Like, what was so important that you had to tell on these people so bad for two hours? Like, call the police, say your piece, and then dip out. You did a good deed. There was and nobody also, being harmed right there at the moment. And also, what took them two hours to barbecue? Hey, man, they was kicking it. They they looked like they was kicking it. They looked like they, they was, was definitely kicking time. it, but was they like barbecuing the whole time? I don't I don't know. I I mean, you know, you start up the grill, might take you a couple minutes, get the coals, you relax. Uh, yeah, she saw shit. that. She saw them pouring that bag of charcoal in there. She was like, oh yeah, hell exactly. Nah. I mean, She's from like, the oh, start, I'm pretty sure. Nah. <laughs> when when I'm sure when they was pulling the grill out, she was already on the phone. <laughs> so if you're counting the entire time for the barbecue, I mean, the coals ain't ready until 45 minutes into the deal. After you done pulled the barbecue grill out, <clears throat> you put the coals in, you let the coals burn down a little right, bit. Right. It took you 45 minutes before you can even put the meat on. So she was calling from the beginning, 
from the start from <laughs> she was calling from the from inception bro like right. right at the beginning so so in this situation you feel like she was the the problematic one here right okay i respect the fact that she thought that something was wrong okay i respect that and if something is wrong then it should be righted it should be made right if something is wrong we if if we want to have a nice community we want to have a nice society we want to have a nice life you see some wrongdoing you 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 try to correct the shit okay but then there's some risk all right or or you got to think about the risk and so i mean and, and this is taking it to the next level but all this stuff should be clicking in your mind like really really quick is somebody getting hurt right now is somebody really really in danger right this second how bad can this possibly get and so i think those determine you ask yourself those questions and that should help you determine how much you should do you know what i'm saying so these people are barbecuing maybe they are breaking a rule because you interpret the rule as they can't they can't do it right here well you call the people you call the authority and then you keep it moving and let them handle it man and if they do handle it cool if they don't you did your best part but I just don't understand what made her stand there for two hours to ensure the cops were going to come and they were going to break it up. Because let's say let, let's say that the cops did come and break it up. OK, she has a victory. Great. If the cops never did come to break that thing up, why worry yourself over a barbecue grill and some charcoal? Because eventually it's going to catch up to them. So the way the way I caught that is I think she called, you know, the two hours ago. They never came, and then she came back. So I don't think she just stood there for two hours. I, I believe, no, but I believe she, she must only have like came on the street, and then she came back. And was yeah, like, but they, she only came back to check it, though. Well, you know she saying? she came back because the police never came, and so she came back out, and I guess to go confront the people. Like y'all ain't supposed to be barbecuing here, which, uh, from what I understand, was actually true. <laughs> she she was actually right on that, but. Um, so I don't know. I, did did you get that confirmed? Because apparently there's three places in the park that you can use charcoal. Yeah. And then there's other places in the park that you can't. And, and this I is never one of the saw solid confirmation that said that you can't. Because when she was talking to the cops, and we'll get that in a minute, it kind of cut off. And the articles that well, I read never really confirmed. I was gonna say so. The articles that that I read, one of them did say that she was right. It was kind of just like, by the way, she was right. Oh, okay. However. Um, it was very petty, right? Like calling on, on for this situation, and I mean, such a nice day. I think that's the biggest crime. Is why are you doing this on such a beautiful day? This looks like a, such a nice park, great view, blue sky, green grass, blue water. It looked like a very nice place. Um, so maybe I mean she lives around there. She wants to keep it nice. I don't know if people are pouring out charcoal right yeah. there on the on the on the yard or or what but um i think she said something about it's supposed to be have something to do with kids getting burned or right something. she's she's scared about kids like touching on hot coals or some shit yeah yeah you know so i guess it might be close to a playground or something i have no idea um so so, so check i well, don't mind her i don't mind her okay so she if she was right she was right and there's no there's no petty level on justice if she was right then she was right I just feel like the the um, the importance of the deed that she was trying to do. She went so far and above to try, like, 
call a park ranger and and leave a message you can confront the people hey hey people just let you know i don't know if you knew this or not but you're really not supposed to be uh barbecuing here the the other places that you can use charcoal or this spot and this spot and see how friendly they are they not friendly cool snap a picture and then walk away turn them into the park ranger turn them into the cops whatever you got to do but man that's some dangerous shit by the way it was dangerous what she did standing around like that they said her energy had actually changed once the video camera came on too like so she might have been a little more you know rowdy rowdy with them or something yeah i I don't know um but one of the things i was talking to um, a co-worker and she was talking about how the white lady was so crazy and stuff and i'm like uh actually okay so i'm okay with you saying that but the black lady was just as crazy as her like you said you said she was annoying she was definitely annoying but she kind of went she was kind of extra too so no not kind of not kind of let's 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 be fair about it she was super extra i mean because she recorded for 25 minutes and followed this lady around over a card and in the card that she's talking about sounds like Like a business card it it wasn't like a credit card or nothing it it seemed like it was like a uh, a communication card like a like a like a calling card like the park ranger card or or a a map card like of the park or something but it was some type of card that was supposed to help her help the help the white lady in some type of way and and this woman decided to keep it and this lady like demanded her card back but it wasn't a yeah it wasn't a credit card it seemed like something it seemed like it was more of a brochure style like she could have got that from anywhere and she could have got another one did she really need to follow this lady around and talk about my property you you stole my property and it was really really childish dog like it was it was it was very tit for tat childish and it was aggravating and she could have that lady could have went and was she even with that group i don't think she was with the group i'm not sure if she was with them or not i, I only watched the video like one and a half times so yeah I'm, well I'm, i don't I'm recall sure. her ever saying we or us a hour yeah she was saying she, they are just over there yeah i think she yeah. was just a, a passerby who saw this happening i think she was just a passerby so, and i feel like and by the way i feel like that was a law of power i don't remember exactly what that was but basically <clears throat> get others to do the work for you mm-hmm. and you just sit back and just watch it happen you know what i'm saying like we we, we talked about this uh and i hate to bring this up because uh, we brought it up so many times before but like with the meek mill drake situation where it was it was the dish record but they oh the, the statute the statute of limitations on that has passed you can you can bring it back up now we good. Oh, okay it's been a while right yeah. it's been a while i think it's been like two years now actually yeah, I think yeah. it was summer 16 right yeah it was like 2016 yeah, good. but anyway um so they so we let the public kill this man right and so these people are barbecuing by the way shout out to them for remaining calm the entire time oh, they were chilling man they wasn't cussing they wouldn't they didn't do anything yeah i really i really appreciate that they really held their composure the entire time and they they were barely talking to the lady they let this other chick do all the fighting and all the recording for them and they just sat back they just kind of kicked it right so yeah yeah i I definitely um noticed that too and i was (laughs) let me see get get other it, it was like hold on let me check it okay yeah it's law number seven get others to do the work for you but always take the credit and it might it might not even be that one it might be another one but basically 
You let other you let the other people do all that busy work and fight for you and everything, and then you take the credit of standing your ground and just doing what you can. So, all right. So we talked about pretty much the meaty part of it. This lady, she caught the cops. She hung around, hovering for about two hours. Whether she walked away and came back, she wanted to make sure the police had come, and uh, that was the meat of it. Now let's talk about how this thing ended, man. So what ended up happening? So this is where it started for me. I just I looked up one day, came on, you know, got to work, looked on Facebook, see what was going on. And I saw this meme and I'm like, okay, it's a white woman on the phone and there's black people in the <clears throat> in the background. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, you know. But who is that? I don't, like I don't know who that lady is. And then I see another one, another meme where they had or a, a post where they had like eight memes on it. And so they oh, have her yeah. in all kinds you of different situations. They got her in Wakanda. Um, they got her um, at uh, the what's this? The Washington Monument with Mark the King in the background. Yeah, they got her at Soul yeah. Train. They got her in front of the uh, picture from Good Times. They got basically any any time any time black people were congregating, <laughs> they got her calling. They got her calling. So they got her calling the boys on them. <laughs> And so, oh, they even got her in front of Simba. Yeah. <laughs> Simba yeah. Rafiki. Um, so, I'm like, okay, that's funny. And I had to go find out after the memes came out to see who, who this was and what this was about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, social media absolutely killed her. And they saying, <laughs> I was looking up some stuff for this, and they said they made her famous. She's famous, and I don't. I, yeah, it went viral. Yeah, yeah, it definitely went viral. Yeah, but I, I think the meme is a great meme for this. But I don't. I, she she's not famous. They said they said she's famous. I don't think she's famous. Her meme is famous. Or or yeah, and and she is more infamous than famous. Yeah, because it, pe- people. People aren't crooning over this woman. People saying that this woman is going overboard. And this is just one in a string of instances where black people are getting the police called on them for less than, you know, I mean, there are bigger things in the world that's happening and you're wasting your police call because these people are barbecuing. Come on, man. And I think I think it's one of those rare cases where this one is an instant classic. I don't I'm not going to say it's up there with the Michael Jordan crime meme. But it's it's a it's a pretty decent uh, instant classic type type oh, man. situation. Yeah, because any anytime there's something going on, you got her on that phone, man. You know what though? I don't know. I think it's gonna die down. Cause remember the one dude, the the one black dude who's at the podium, and he had the phone meme too. Oh, uh, you remember? Well, um, yeah. Well, he they they brought him back out. Yeah, I mean, so they he, got he, they, they he got died him. down a bit. He kind of disappeared a bit. Well, so I don't. I, I don't even. Do you know what the story was behind that one? I don't even know what the story was. I didn't look for it. <laughs> but his memes were funny as hell, though. That's all I do. Just know. his expression. Yeah. Yeah, just his expression. And um, anyway, the, the we're basically so you don't have to watch a twenty-five minute video. Um, the there was a woman who was supporting the barbecuers, and then there's the lady who was calling the police. 
she finally got some an operator on the phone or a dispatcher on the phone. She was trying to find out where the police were. She walked around the she walked around her little neighborhood and it got to the point where the lady that was defending the barbecue would start antagonizing which you can consider antagonizing the woman who was trying to call the police because she was following her she around. She absolutely was. Yeah. I think I think and it she, did it probably did reach harassment at that point. Would you yeah. I mean? Like she was um, like in her personal space. I mean like again, the, the as close as the camera was to her face, it seemed like she was really close to her. Technically though, I <clears throat> so I, I was I was going back and forth on that though. If you have something of mine and you refuse to give it back, I mean no matter how small it is Am I supposed to let you walk away with it? Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna follow you as far as I can until you give me my property back. And maybe I should have been calling the police as well. I guess if it technically property. was her property, I mean, yeah, I yeah. suppose it is. Like, like I'm, 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 I'm not gonna let you walk away with my stuff, right? I wonder just, why she didn't just give it back. I wonder what that was about. Like, what was her, what was her reasoning for making that decision? Because she could have both. Be, they were both just being petty, though. Cause oh, cause she was saying she wanted to take a picture of the card. Like I said, I think the 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 card had some information, like maybe yeah. a park ranger or something. It had some type of information. I think it, I think it was it. like a map or something. Is um, or maybe a map. Because I think Whatever they did present. Was, she presented something like the the um, the rules and what have you. Uh, yeah. Uh, of, of the barbecue thing is what she had. So yeah. what was she doing just walking around with that? Did she go and grab it from somewhere or is she just keeping on deck all the time? I Man, I don't know. I don't know. She had it. She gave it to the lady to try to prove a point. The lady took it and 15 minutes of the video is this woman antagonizing her about that damn car. Now, by the way, now this is what's most aggravating and this is what's most scary about this video is the fact that when she did get on the line with the dispatcher, she went into this what can be what appeared to be very very uh i mean it was it was award worthy it was award winning the the emotion that came over her as if she was really being harmed or hurt or some type of emotional thing that was going on with her where she sounded like she was about to cry and she was very whimpery and very whiny and then eventually the police came and when the police came she broke down in front of the police like a person in distress and that really, really made me feel some kind of way. What did you think about that? All right, so I get it. Um, it it it, count, it comes off as the typical uh, white woman crying victim thing. But let me go ahead and play as uh, Charlemagne was saying, "White devil's advocate." And so. As from what we can see, this thing took place over 20 minutes before the police came. Um, She's walking away and this lady is yelling at her for 15 minutes about giving her this car back. And you could and it appears that you could have stopped it if you would have complied with the thing she asked for, which wasn't a lot. Yeah, it was to give her back something. But but hers. but regardless, I'm 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 just playing. Like I said, white devil's advocate, and okay. so she's went through this whole situation. She kept it together for the most part the whole time. She walked away, although it's not like she walked away from a situation. She she did take the car, I suppose, and then walked away. And like you said, 
you know, am I just going to let you walk away? Maybe. I don't know. But um, she had been yelled at and followed by at least one person. I don't know if there was a crowd of people followed her or whatever happened. I I don't think that happened, but it was at least one lady following her, yelling at her. And maybe she was just overcome with emotion. She was trying to be, maybe she thought that she was trying to be a good citizen and keep her part clean and follow the rules. And here's this lady yelling at her for the past 15 minutes and maybe that's the way she released like all that emotion yeah i guess i ain't buying that shit because she could have walked away she could have definitely walked away you know what i'm saying way before that and she could have still called the police she could have called the police from a distance and rolled with them in a car there and hopped out you know what i'm saying like the like the jump out boys you know what i'm saying she could have hopped out like the feds and been like yep him right there there they go but no, mm-hmm. she wanted to stand there and play tough. And somebody somebody called her bluff. It's like, oh, you want to play tough? Then I'm going to play tough. By the way, you got my property. I'm not leaving until you give me my shit back. And she could have just gave her the card and see what, what, what could have happened. Maybe the lady would have left her alone. I don't know. I can't speak on that. But what do you expect a person to do if you have something of theirs? You're kind of begging them to, to, to walk around with you. I don't know. You already got the police that's coming. Like, you're not going to stop until you get the police. So because of that, I already know that, like, you don't need that. You don't need that paperwork anymore. The police can get it for you. Whatever you're trying to get, they'll be able to get that for you. So I don't know. She went above and beyond. And that breakdown in front of the police was was really, really hard to swallow, man, because that's the type of shit. It's that same shit that got Emmett Till killed. You know what what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. So here, here's here's the reason. So actually, this might change your opinion a little bit or some people's opinions. So apparently she works as an air quality and climate change specialist. OK, so maybe the charcoal thing is why she was feeling a certain way about it. Woman, you fighting the wrong fight then. You should be fighting the charcoal companies. Go to Kingsford. Well, she probably does ma- fight them, but I'm saying if she sees somebody, it's kind of like like Peter. You know, you see somebody wearing a fur coat, you go throw some blood on him. Maybe that was her. Yo, and, her and way that's of crazy. Blood on people. That's assault. Like you throw some shit at me, dog. That's like I can fight you for that. <laughs> I can fight you back. For but that. these you activists, I mean, you can, you can, but the activists don't care about that. They. I'm they, saying they'll take that charge. I, I'm with that. I, I'm. I feel that, dude. That's yeah. It's assault, but I was. I've been watching whale wars, and these people are putting millions into stopping whaling. <laughs> yeah. So they they are buying ships, going out searching for these well, these Japanese whalers, just to throw stink bombs on them, and throw like grease on a uh, on a docks and stuff and. <laughs> It basically, and you know what? It, it, and that's, that's cool. Complete assault, but it, yeah, they they willing and, to and take that cool. charge. But my dude, if they got caught on camera crying to the police, dog, I'm done with y'all. I'm done with y'all. You can't be walking around throwing they blood at do. people. They kind of do that. And then you you walk around throwing blood at people, and then when they punch you in your nose for number one messing up their five thousand uh, dollar chinchilla jacket, and number two you actually threw something at them, like. 
don't try to cry the police talk about how you were mistreated you know what i'm saying i don't know at the but end of the, the, day, the, the, the great thing about this because you know once that happens you know police involved black black people are standing outside in oakland a white lady's crying you think somebody about to get shot the police was looking at her like okay lady really like he was looking at her like you full of shit white cop well well uh i mean he didn't just jump you gotta look at his defensive. expression yeah yeah his, his expression was kind of like well let let me see what's going on like man i ain't got time for this shit today it's kind of what it looked like he's, he's like well, he, let, let me see what's going on he was looking like you're being extra is what he was really wanting to say like you're you're being over dramatic that's the, that's what i got from his expression and people you know there was even freeze frames of it before um you know after i watched it then i saw these freeze frames and apparently people thought the same thing at his expression okay but at the end of the day they turned out to be a humongous party and they kicked it all through the night and there's a bunch of video of people recording <clears throat> and them having a good time a bunch of black folk yeah having a great time at that same spot and that was their that was their reply to uh to the what she tried to put on the situation you know what i'm saying she just turned that situation and made it much bigger so and they turned that negative what it was perceived that negative into into a positive and again let me just uh say this one more time the biggest crime why, why are you so upset on such a beautiful day i just didn't get that dog hurt people hurt people it was it was know. such a nice day it looked so perfect the camera quality of this this lady's phone i don't know what it was but it looked like there was like editing to that like to the color <laughs> balance so and nice stuff outside. it was so perfect yeah and i didn't know yeah, Oakland yeah. It could even look like that so yeah yeah it was, it, it was really San nice Francisco, that day the bay the bay yeah, area it was really nice out there but she really had to get her point across and again i understand man like you want to get some justice but you just got to keep that same energy for everything and i don't have the opportunity to see how hard she go for other shit but when you go that hard at something, I bet not ever see you do nothing wrong. I bet not see you take a fucking pin from the restaurant when you were signing your credit card. I, I don't want to. You bet not do nothing wrong. And if you see other wrongdoing, you better be putting that same two hours in. I don't want to hear that you're too tired or you got somewhere else to be. I ain't trying to hear none of that. Yeah. And one, and one last thing is this is going to be over after this week, I'm sure. But um, apparently... I heard like a rumor that she was supposed to be trying to sue Facebook. Like, how are you going to sue Facebook? Facebook didn't do anything. There's nobody who could be sued here. The The lady who was recording was okay because it was in public. So you can video photograph whatever you want in a public place on public property. Um, the people who made the memes again, this picture is this, this video belongs to the lady who, posted it up yep so and even then it, it's nobody making money off of it so you can't sue nobody off of that off of the memes hey yo you gotta shoot your shot you gotta you wanna, shoot your you wanna shot. go for facebook like facebook ain't do shit well, no well, they the deepest you know the yeah room. yeah you the gotta go for the people pocket. deepest pockets but yeah hey zuck just got hit for that privacy thing yo like yeah you i'm got, gonna try to get in zuck pocket too yeah. why not you're not you're not gonna win this one so even if you don't win even if you don't win she might come out with a hot hundred k even if she came out with so. 20k i don't think i don't think they will uh do they're not gonna pay her a penny they didn't do anything 
No, dog. Look, this lady didn't come up with this shit herself. There was a lawyer that was like, yo. Well, I'm yeah, that's sure a lawyer who's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. lawyer who's saying, you know, it's worth it, but it ain't. Yeah, happen. somebody's gassing her and she's going to get something out of the deal because she didn't come up with this shit herself. It ain't, it so. ain't. Well, she probably feeling, you know, feeling hurt about it, obviously. You yeah. Know, seeing that she, her pictures plastered everywhere. And um, she, and she was an easy take. It was like, yo, I bet we can get like 60K. You give me 20, you keep the other 40. At least we get something out of, you know, your pictures being posted all over the place. You deserve <laughs> something. Um, well, from history, uh, you deserve nothing. You're not going to get anything. <laughs> we'll see. So. Yeah, we'll see about that. But enough about this chick, man, because this is a ve- this is a momentous occasion. There was a special day that just passed. May 19th just passed us by. And it was none other than what day, good brother? Uh, the Ferguson Twilight Run. It was a great the run what? for me. It was some big hills. Um, I didn't. I didn't. P- no. I didn't PR. But I mean, I got done. I got done under forty-five minutes. Hell no! Nah. It was the birthday of none other than El Haj Malik El Shabazz. Okay, the great. The the uh, the I, activist. I think I bought some uh, Phillies from him. Nah, you did not. You didn't buy no bean pies from him. You didn't get a paper from him. But he was trying to get you to go to the temple. We talking about Malcolm X, aka El Haj Malik El Shabazz. It was his birthday, dog. Aka Malcolm Little. Oh yeah, aka Red. <laughs> so. Why is this day so special, dog? Why is this a special day? Um, I think it should be more special. It, it's actually, I mean, most people go without ever acknowledging this. But, um, well, let's go back. Even, well, not, I guess we can't go back further than that. But um, the reason why we're talking about this, or not the reason, but a couple of, weeks, a couple of months ago, I was listening to some Malcolm X speeches told tj hey you gotta uh come listen to this man dude what what malcolm x is saying is still relevant it's almost like a prophecy to what's going on right now and so we actually kind of talked about doing this show way back then right and yep and here we are so um What's, what's great about it? So, like I said, um, a lot of the things he was saying back then are very relevant to the world today. And maybe some people should have listened to him. Maybe we should have listened to him. He, he wasn't, right. you know, people said that he was crazy. He was racist, but he was right. <laughs> you know what? I say a lot of the stuff that he was saying was really, really extreme. Uh-huh. It sounded extreme. It sounded like it, it, it wasn't politically correct, and that's why it sounded it sounded different. And it was uh, it was damn was it? near opposite. Mm-hmm. It was damn near opposite. Like it was fighting for the same cause, but damn near opposite of what Martin Luther King was talking about. Right. It was pretty much the opposite, and Martin Luther King's approach was more of a loving type approach love your enemy beat 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 uh evil with goodness dark with light turn the other cheek right 
that kind of shit, right? Where Malcolm, Malcolm X was more of a tough love. Like, look, I'm doing this out of love, but we got to love us first and we got to protect us. And we're not being protected right now. So we need to protect us and we need to get what's ours by any means necessary. Yeah, he was. He said he was about love, too. He's about loving yourself, not loving them. Love, love you first. Right. Not loving the enemy, not the, not loving the person that punched you in the face. You don't love that person. You love yourself. You love your family and you do more for yourself and for your family. Right. But before he got to that point, though, I just got to note, like, uh, at first I wanted to talk about his speeches and maybe we will get to that. But Jen and I decided, you know what? Let's go watch the movie of Malcolm X by none other than uh, the great Spike Lee. And let's let's get an understanding of a little bit about his life. And um, and I I think that the the movie did a really, really good job of keeping people engaged. I don't know exactly how true it was, uh, but uh, it's supposed to be based off the autobiography. Yep. It was supposed to be based off his autobiography. And so there you go. There you have it. And and there was I found later that was a little bit added into it too. Of course, for, I mean it's a movie, movie effect. Yeah, yeah, it's a movie. There's a little bit of movie effect in there. Mm-hmm. But the best thing that I can say about like the dance in the beginning, they probably didn't happen. Like the coordinated uh, choreograph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it wasn't that dope, right? Right. But I'm pretty sure it was some dope dancing like that going on. I don't know if Malcolm was there or not, or if he took part in it or not. But the dopest thing about Malcolm X after reading and watching watching speeches, listening to speeches, watching the the um watching the movie and just reading about him and listening to interviews of him, watching interviews of him, the dude was so evolutionary. Like he changed when he got new information, he changed and he went 100,000% towards that. And he was great at whatever the fuck he did, which was really, really dope to me. He always shined no matter what the fuck he was doing. And yeah. I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, even when he and, was. And he was willing to evolve and change with time. He was willing to get more information and he was willing to just make himself better. He was. And stop shit cold turkey. That was cold. Yeah, he was open basically he was open to receiving new information and changing his way of thinking throughout his entire life that seemed to be the um, common theme yeah hell yeah that's a common thing i would say that that's that's his uh that was his mo that was definitely his mo was to learn to gain knowledge and to utilize that knowledge that he's gained and that's a lot that's a that's a problem with a lot of people in this world not just black people that's a problem with a lot of people right now today is that the information is right there in front of us we see it we read it we even believe that it's good information but we don't do anything with it we don't try to we don't try to change our ways or none of that shit and that's really really sad but that's what made malcolm x great so you want to start this movie talk yeah, so let's go ahead and get into that. So, like, yeah, like, so like TJ was saying, we watched the movie. Um, I remember, well, it wasn't my first time watching the movie, but uh, like when we were in high school, I think like around 10th grade, we watched a movie in there. That was one of my, uh, did, you, did you remember watching that? Malcolm X? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if, if, I don't remember watching it in school. I, 
I know I watched it when I was younger uh-huh. at a point where I just couldn't understand everything. It might have been in school. But I will say, though, there was some parts. Mr. Bills, this thing recently, Mr. Bills showed it to us. That, that's how I would I imagine if anybody yeah. showed it to be Mr. Bills. Yeah. But if if there's one thing I can say, watch this movie recently. There were some things in the movie that I very, very vividly remembered from watching a different time in my life. And there was the rest of the movie was just like brand new to me. But it shocked me how much I knew about the little parts that I did know. And that was uh that was pretty cool. And if we get to those parts, I'll tell you. So tell that was that was, that was based off of what, you watching it from back then? Yeah. Me watching okay. it from when I was a kid. So maybe that was the when we saw it in tenth grade or something. Yeah. I don't remember when I watched it, but I definitely didn't watch it after being eighteen. It was before I was eighteen I had watched it. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the I guess with the beginning. Um, so one of the things and that like I, I love sayings, you know, that you can just use every day. And um, one of the masters of being able to rattle off these sayings is uh, Charlemagne, the God. And one of his uh, favorite sayings is Malcolm X was once Malcolm Little. Yep. Um, I like to say every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. Yep. Same thing. Yep. And, same thing. And so, um, so let's talk about this Malcolm Little phase. So I guess you could. So early in his life, I guess you could consider. Would you consider what he was doing as cooning? When he was when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, nah, I wouldn't consider that. I wouldn't consider that Kuna. I mean, he was just living what he knew at the so, time, and he thought that was his best life. So, and I know in the context of the time, you know, it might have been cool, but there were still people kind of like not with the perming your hair stuff. Um, and I mean, he said he got his hair permed because he wanted it to look white. Now, so that's one thing. I did notice in the beginning. The first thing I noticed was blacks were really well dressed and thriving. If you when you see the movie come on, it looks like New York City. And, well, it's Boston. It probably Harlem. No, right? it's Boston. Oh, oh it's Boston. He was oh, in yeah, Boston. Yeah, Beantown. Beantown, yeah. But it looked like New York City where black people were New York City in the sense that it was very busy. It looked like a Manhattan where you just see people walking around, you see cars going, everybody had somewhere to be. You didn't it didn't look like a bunch of poor people. Everybody looked very well dressed. And everybody looked like that they were thriving and everybody looked like they had somewhere to be with something to do and people were living good. And this is, is the 40s. Like. This is the 40s. Yeah, but like the coordinated suits that he had on and shit all matching Mm -hmm. like the way he had it where the fuck was he getting that from how much did that cost you know what i'm saying everybody was dressed like that Uh, yeah i mean i think i don't know if everybody was i mean there were a few people but you know obviously since he's a main character in the movie they have to have him and shorty stand out right yeah they did well all i'm saying is is that they they portrayed a time period where black folks were doing well. And and when I see like old footage of that particular time and, and, and them being in clubs and stuff, like in, in pictures, blacks were very well dressed. Black folk were very well okay. dressed. But so you wouldn't say it was cooning by him 
like not only wanting to have his hair that way, but saying that he wants to do it for the sole purpose of it looking white. Then he goes and gets a white woman. I mean, he's okay. Uh, so I didn't get to that yet. I was just talking about the first thing that I saw. Then homie got his hair relaxed, and he did make the statement that it said it looks white. Yeah, it looks white. Doesn't look um, white or whatever he said. Yeah, whatever he said. Yeah, he, he said, said something about it looking white. Right. And so I was like, wow. I'm sure there was a lot of that going around at that time. Absolutely. Because yeah, because I mean, at I mean, we're talking about the '40s, and you're trying to you white folks were thriving themselves. You know, black people were trying to find out who they were and what they were gonna do now. And you know, what I'm saying they, I'm sure they weren't doing as well as the white folk out there. So. Maybe there was some type of identity crisis out there. They wanted to look white, right? That was the whole reason for having a relaxer because yeah. even they felt like that their hair was too hard to manage, and they wanted to to look easier to manage and look, you know, be easier to manage and look easier to manage. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that was super lame. But hey, like like you said, that was most likely the mentality. And he dated a white girl, and so and, and even with that, he even had um, he had this explanation for that about what could have possibly influenced him to you know partake in white women and okay. that and that was that he believed because you know white men were raping black women you know back in the day including his grandmother his own grandmother yeah that black men couldn't wait to get their hands on a white woman right so you know you know get, kind of to get back at white guys you know he's going to get him a white woman so. Now I like the way I like the way the movie switched back from um when he was from that age that that it came in at maybe he was in his 20s or yeah. or maybe like uh, late teens early 20s yeah. to when he was a kid and it showed about his father and his father was a preacher yep. and his father was trying to preach for the rights of black people and trying to put you know poor and disenfranchised black people in a better situation that's what he was fighting for right. his dad so his dad was I mean he? And this he is was in the twenties or thirties, basically when that yeah. was happening. Yeah, and his he was basically bred into his bloodline had to do with somebody in his life in his immediate life who was fighting for the same causes he ended up trying to fight for in his adult life. Yeah, his father was on that go back to Africa stuff. Yeah, exactly. His father was trying to say that yo, we just need to be back in Africa. We need to get the hell from around here, and so. KKK was fucking with the dad and the family. KKK ended up killing his dad. But they deemed it a super a suicide. Moms couldn't really hack it no more. She couldn't get insurance for it. This is yeah. what the biggest problem was. He had life insurance, yeah. but they wouldn't pay out because they deemed it as a suicide. Yeah, apparently uh I, I watched some uh other some other things after and read some other things after. Apparently she got what the equivalent today would be like $16,000. Okay. Um and apparently she had got uh, another boyfriend and uh, later on down the line some things happened with that. Things didn't go well and she ended up uh, getting sent to a mental facility and they took the kids away and parsed all the kids out. Hmm. And then the Green Goblin told Malcolm X that he should be a carpenter instead of a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. So he had a teacher who he was, I mean, they who's say that Malcolm by, was a Who's stellar. played by William Dafoe? Like that, you know. <laughs> Might as well have been the Green Goblin. Might as been the Green Goblin. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know who that guy was. It's the Green Goblin. I just told you. 
<laughs> yeah, I know now. I didn't know at the time. I didn't know at the time. Yeah. And so homie wanted to be a lawyer, and apparently he was excelling in junior high, man. Like, he was really good at elementary school and junior high, and teacher shut his dreams down. And apparently he dropped out of school after that shit. He didn't want to go back to school. He wanted to be a lawyer. Teacher told him he should be a carpenter. You know, Jesus was a carpenter. You can be like Jesus. Can you believe that shit? Yeah, that's crazy. You see how they try to use the, I mean, in this time, like, the. this is why you, you got to read information for yourself. Yeah. How you just try to look, you try to take something that's supposed to be revered and held so highly, but you use it for, for wrongdoing. Like, you use it to shut somebody down and to keep people down. That's, that's messed so, up. Man. So, I don't doubt that that type of thing would be said to a, to a young black kid at the time. However, I don't doubt that. However, we? for the sake of this movie, I mean, did you did you pick up that that was kind of the common theme that was happening to him? Um, so from the teacher using the Bible against them um, to the when the KKK would come, they would be like, you're lucky we got fearing men. You know, we're Christians and, we, you know, or else right. we'll kill you. You know, right. It, it, it kept coming up all the time. Um, it came up with the with the with the black girl he was dating. So that right. was kind of uh, i guess kind of showing his setup as far as him being pushed away from christianity or from religion at that time and ultimately yeah. being pushed away from christianity yep yep exactly so uh malcolm little aka red and shorty they was out doing some things i wonder right? if shorty was a real person or was that just for spike lee to get in the movie to get in the movie yeah i mean he's like yo this has got this is gonna go down to history i gotta have the co-lead role in this fucking movie <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> i don't i don't know i don't know if he was in the movie there's another person that i had that same question about in the movie if mm -hmm. they existed and we'll get to him and i'll let you know if he really existed or not okay but i don't know about shorty for sure fast forward him and shorty got caught robbing and they, went they to was jail. B and E boys breaking and entering boys, yeah, yeah, and and they they got caught up real crazy. So before before we get to that, before they hit they lick, there was this one guy who was half black, half uh, half Jewish. Italian, Italian, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's half black, half Italian, and this is one of the scenes that I remember very vividly when they play Russian roulette. I remember that scene very vividly. By the way, that is a killer scene. It's super super dope. Apparently the yeah the, very very the half, good acting. Yeah, the the half black half Italian guy, you know he he thought he was big shit and he felt like I don't think Red should be leading this shit. It should be me. So Red took it upon himself to you know have a friendly little competition that could have been you know fatal. <coughs> they play Russian roulette and say, "Yo, he's like, you, oh, think you, you yeah. think you you think you can take it from me? Think you, you think about you that life? All right, let's do it. All right. <laughs> so he took a bullet, put it inside the revolver spun it put it to his head it's like click he's like all right it's your turn oh you don't want to go you don't know how to do this all right i'll do it again click and so it's like all right now it's your turn so a revolver <laughs> for those who don't know only has five bullets or five slots for a bullet to go is it five or six most have five oh, okay and well so, uh, no 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 my bad you're right most have six yeah six but he, uh, yeah, yeah, he only had five. He only had five bullets, though, right? Yeah, he only put out five, five on that. 
Yeah, he only pulled out five. But that doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. He put one bullet, spun it. He went to. Well, it matters. It matters if you just for the sake of knowing your chances at this point. Yeah, your chances. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a big difference. One one out of five and one out of six, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then, yeah, well, and then just for the sake of, like you said, so he pulled it twice on himself, right? So that means there's four more opportunities for this bullet to hit because you don't spin it again. That's, yeah, you only spin it one time. So, so Russian roulette. I don't know if you mentioned um, if if people understand this. So, Russian roulette is you put one bullet into a revolver, you spin the cylinder, you close it and not look at it, and you pull the trigger, and then the next person has to pull the trigger. And yeah. so you have this one out of six chance of basically shooting yourself. <laughs> there's 16 percent chance <laughs> that you go and then of course your chances go up if one person pulls and they didn't shoot themselves obviously so it's your chance so your chance just went up so anyway so that's that that was a really cool scene but anyway the b and e boys oh, got hold on, you didn't finish it no, oh. were you finished telling telling about? Oh yeah, I, I was finished. Oh, okay. I, was, I was finished. I would I wasn't gonna tell the whole thing so they they can see it. But man, this movie came out in nineteen ninety two. Man, they don't they ain't seen it yet. But maybe they want to see it after we talked about it, dog. I don't know. So anyway, at the Dude, end of the day, come on, we not we at not, the end of the hold day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta we gotta figure this out. We're not really worried about spoilers, are are we? I mean, this is real life. Well, most of it's real life stuff. Yeah. But it was such a good scene. I just want people to be shocked by it. But go ahead, you can do it. You can do it. I'm just saying in general, or is is that no, no, no. We, we talking. We talking about the uh, the whole movie. So go oh, ahead. Okay. Um. No, we're, I'm good with that. I'm good with just All like right. like I don't want like I'm good with that. Come on. All right. So go watch that scene. All right. B and E boys got caught with 14 counts of burglary, eight to ten years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the B and E boys was doing these robberies with two white women. Right. Right? right, 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 and so there were fourteen counts of eight to ten years for burglary, but the two white ladies only, only got, got two years. The two years, because apparently, if it's your first time, um, they let you out kind of easy. Aver- on average, they give you two years, so they gave the white women two years, and then they just start throwing a book at Shorty and and, uh, and Red. And even though it's they short, yeah. it's their first time too. Yeah, it was their first time as well. Getting caught, that is. It was their but, first time getting caught. But I. If I were to justify that, the white women were just the lookouts, and they were, um, what's it called when you when you when you set up something? Uh, con- oh, they were the conspir- conspir- cons- yeah. conspirators. Yeah, and and the white ladies were the accomplices. Uh, right. Yeah, they didn't actually do any of the B and E, but they were just kind of there. They knew. Hey about man, it. you 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 grin, you win, dog. They was in that shit. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying if I was to try, if I had to legally justify the reason for that, that's what I would have, that's what I would have came with. All right. Malcolm's in jail. All right. It's 1946 at this point. Yeah. And so when was he born? Um, I don't know. I just don't know. I'll effort that right quick. Um, So anyway, Malcolm's in jail. And what happens when when he's first in there? He's born nineteen uh, May nineteenth, nineteen twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, thirty five, forty five, forty six. So he's twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty one. He's very much young and impressionable at this point, but he's had nothing but negativity up until this point. 
And so he's in jail. And uh, he ain't going down without a fight, man. Homie stayed in solitary for a long time. He stayed by himself in the hole. It seemed like at least a month from what I gathered from the kind yeah. of the days. Like every time he wouldn't uh, do what the cops, the POs or COs were saying. Yeah. It was like, okay, They'll another 10 back. days. And he wasn't scared to go back either. He wasn't complying one bit. So that that was pretty interesting. But that's the type of, that's the type of man he was. He stood for what he believed in. And I think that was a common theme throughout the entire movie as well. If he believed in it, he stood for it. And I respect the hell out of out of that and how he and how he did that. He was persistent about his beliefs. And so uh this guy named Baines. Baines, brother he Baines. Was, he was in jail too, brother Baines. What was he in jail for? They never said, huh? Nah, they never said. He was just there. He he was in jail just to teach Malcolm X how to be a Muslim. <laughs> that's why he was in jail. <laughs> so that's why they brought him in. They needed somebody to tell him about. He was there the just NOI. for recruiting purposes. Yeah. So he's basically trying to tell Malcolm, like, yo, I think you smarter. You know, it was kind of a sales pitch, too. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was definitely a recruitment, man. I see you walking around here. You look smarter than everybody. You can do better than what you're doing, man. You need to come see what we talking about. And Malcolm wasn't fucking with it. Right. Because he wasn't believing in no religious type thing. Apparently, he was so against religion in jail, they called him Satan in jail. Right. Did you hear that? Did you yeah, that? yeah. I heard him say um, when he was in, well, later towards the end of his jail stint, um, the preacher or the, the priest called him, referred to him. Oh, so Satan wants to speak. Yeah. So, well, so, so that, I know you said you watched some extra stuff. So that, that was like his nickname. A little bit. Go. Kids was walking out. My bad. You could have just included them, <laughs> asked them what they thought about the movie. But yeah, I didn't get to see the movie. It was it was a little bit too much sexing in there. Was it? Nah. I just No, I'm not saying there was no sex in it. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Um But so I know you said you watched some more stuff or whatever. Yeah. So did, did so the, were they saying that was his actual nickname in, in jail? Yeah, they called him Satan in jail wow. because uh he was so anti he was so anti uh Bible and anti-religion because i know i know these movies they don't can show so much and i feel like man they should have really probably stretched that part out a little more because what i didn't understand was how was baines connected to elijah muhammad like 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 you said and why was baines in jail and how did they have that direct connection like that right because that's a hell of a connect by the way so so I wish they would have given more attention to that and probably taken a little bit off of uh, I would say the early years. I would say All they right. should I would say they should have took something off of that. Because yeah, apparently he was able to get straight to Elijah Muhammad right through Baines, right? Right. That was his that was his direct line. He was able to write to him and Elijah Muhammad is writing to back to him. And again, yeah. what would what, what did what about him did elijah muhammad see in him in jail again that's that's the biggest question and i think that's where the movie not necessarily fails i mean it was a three-hour movie i'm just wondering why did they rush through that yeah but. there was a lot to get in and dog malcolm x's life in three hours yeah i mean there was a lot to get in they couldn't dwell in any one part by the way i'm probably gonna go get that autobiography now so maybe maybe I take out the dancing scene like we didn't need that shit 
like we get it like he was they was wearing flashy suits and going to clubs and stuff but i don't know no, they had they had to show uh they had to show lola i think her name was whatever her name was yeah the, the young black girl that he was trying to get at and they yeah. had to show the white girl no i'm with that i'm that. with that no i'm with that but the choreographed dancing the oh, out of man. place choreographed dancing was was they could have taken that out and gave us some more jail time okay that's what i'm saying or or less of the whole time but i guess showing the him being in a hole kind of set the um that that kind of that uh the feel that of what so, was happening at the time so speaking of spoilers remember i told you that i i was interested in a particular character and i looked him up apparently bangs ain't real bro i wanted to know who is bangs where did he come from why was he in jail how did he have a direct line to Elijah Muhammad? Really? And Baines is a fictional composite character. So Baines didn't teach Malcolm X about the Nation of Islam. It was actually his brothers who was his brother was writing to him while he was in jail, telling him, uh, you know, to quit smoking and quit these things because Malcolm Nation X's brother was? Yeah. So wait a minute, are you saying Malcolm X's brother is the one who put him on to the Nation of Islam? Yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, did he, ha- how did he get the direct connect to Elijah so Muhammad? That's what make that's what makes me even more lost. I don't know how he got direct connect. So, so maybe he did that's, write the, yeah. he did write the letters to the president. Like, remember yep, they I said, I believe that, like, yep. He wrote to the president, so governor, mayor. Yep. That was real. And Elijah Muhammad was really aware of, of him writing those letters to the president. Um, and all those letters that he wrote, he was aware of that. I don't know how he ever got the direct connect to be the mouthpiece of the Nation of Islam. But, I mean, we are talking about a guy who's super persistent. And so, and I guess that answers my my question I just brought up is, why did they short changes on the Baines character in the whole prison thing? Because he didn't exist? Yeah. yeah. So, they didn't write enough. I mean, well, actually, that's even worse then because... If he didn't exist, they could have did whatever they wanted to to make the connection. They had all the opportunity they wanted to. Uh, well, I mean, that work, how but. fake do you want to make it though? I mean, you was like, all right, it's kind of like telling. <laughs> and now this sounds terrible. After after watching the movie and they had a scene where they had where Baines had him go to the dictionary and read right. the dictionary for words right. white and black. I was about to say, well, you tell a little white lie damn that's a fucked up word to use now dog yeah so uh and i'll finish my thoughts so you can see where i'm coming from but you tell a you tell what's considered a little white lie about baines you know just uh you know i'm just gonna tongue-in-cheek put this put this character in here because we need a filler space to to get him to the nation of islam versus creating this thing like baines was really elijah muhammad's little cousin and he was like, yo, put me on, yo, put me on to your, you know what I'm saying, to your, well, to your big cousin. And that's what I'm saying. And why didn't, so since he's a fake character, why not just make him disappear after the prison stuff? And then after meeting Elijah Muhammad, like they could have let him disappear. But I distinctly remember later in the movie, his wife brings up Baines and says that Baines was the editor of the, of, uh, of the newspaper. Of the newspaper. Yeah, and so, actually, Bangs was all throughout the movie, and uh, and we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Malcolm X found out about the Nation of Islam while he was in jail. He was intrigued. He entirely changed his ways, and he um, 
he got really, really involved and started reading and educating himself. Yeah. Basically, and, freeing his mind from, you know, whatever beliefs that was pushed upon him, you know, at that time. Which which is dope. And this is one of the things that uh, that that I vividly remember in the book, too. Uh, Baines told Malcolm um, that Jesus is black in the movie. And uh, sorry, I spoiled it for you, too, man. Now that you know that Baines ain't real, like Baines didn't tell him that Jesus was black. Man, this ruins everything. <laughs> but uh, that's the first time that I ever heard that Jesus was black, dog. In the, like when I watched that movie. Wait, you mean just recently or? No, no, no. When I watched that movie oh. back then. Oh, okay. That was the first time I had ever heard anybody bold enough to make that kind of statement. And so as a kid from that movie, I remember just talking to people like, yeah, you know that Jesus is black. You know, he has hair like wool and his feet were bronze. You know what I'm saying? And just think about where he came from, no? You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't no white people over there. And so I remember that being a topic as a kid. Mm-hmm. You remember ever talking about Jesus being black, not white? The portrayal, the deity being this white figure with long curly hair? Not in 1992. Um, I mean, it came. Is up. that when you saw the movie? Though we saw it in like '98. No, I saw it Whoa. before that. Oh, you saw it before that? Too? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it when it came out. Oh okay. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I don't. <clears throat> I can't remember when I first heard that. Or I no, I do. I do know when I first heard it. Um, I first heard that in sixth grade. Um, Lloyd. We talked about Lloyd yeah. um, a few times on the show. Uh, Lloyd had told me that he had showed it. He showed it to me in the Bible. He also showed me in the Bible where they had like talked about aliens. Yeah. And so I remember at that same time he showed me, told me that Jesus is black, and he uh, and it was in probe. We was in probe. <laughs> and probe is basically like the um, um, accelerated program. Um, and so. Yeah, he he showed me both verses in the Bible. So, well, he was up on some stuff, man. Yeah, his dad was putting him on to some stuff. Yeah. And so I just I just really remember that, and that was that was a big that was a big deal. It wasn't a big enough deal for me to actually do anything with the information, mm-hmm. but I want to say that was the first time that something so important. Huh? Let me see. I knew about Santa Claus by then, but I didn't consider that to be important. The fact that everybody around the world, my own grandma have pictures of white, white Jesus. Jesus yeah. And Jesus is not really white. And the the Bible says it itself that in the hair and everything is different. That really really made me feel some kind of way. But for everybody just to sit back that. and take it yeah, yeah take, they sit back <laughs> and take it but for the people who you know the white people who follow the bible to just be like um we're just gonna ignore that and we're gonna paint these pictures anyway dog now that i think about it so I, I was raised catholic as a as a kid i don't ever remember reading those verses or talking about those verses oh they won't i don't know what churches actually take it upon themselves maybe the the ames maybe um no, Maybe Baptist churches Baptist do it. Churches. Yeah, Baptist churches Maybe do it. Maybe they'll talk about it. Yeah, they talk but, about uh, it. They got black Jesuses in them churches. Um, so, question. So, you you were raised a Catholic as a kid. Was it like a, a white Catholic church? 
Or is there a such thing as a uh, black Catholic church? It was kind of both. I went to St. Alphonsus Rock Church. Down I heard on that. Grand. Yeah. Huge church. Yeah. And it was kind of mixed. It was it was pretty diverse. Okay. It was black people and white people. It's always, so. it's always weird to me to hear about a black Catholic, but that's, a, I guess, a story for another day. Yeah. Well, that church was really, really diverse. I mean, it had a really popular black pa- uh, um He's not a pastor. Um, priest. He's a priest. Yep. Yeah, they had a, a black priest there. He was really popular. They also had a white priest there who was pretty popular himself uh, okay. in the area. And so, again, it was a very, very diverse church. And they said they're teaching you that that Jesus is white, man. That's a shame. You know what? They didn't talk about it. <laughs> it they have well, the pictures, pic- they, got they the never pictures. talked about it. Everybody on, on the pictures, Mary and all, you, they, they're always depicted as white. All these people are white folk. Yeah. And nope, to this day, this lie is still being like accept it even though and nobody's talking about even it. though obviously in the region that this is all supposed to be happening in you know white people wasn't there and that's crazy to me that that's a that's problematic but we'll talk about that another time yeah i mean it's the, it's the stuff like that that really really bothers me but hey that's why you got to read if you if you're going to be a believer in the bible believer in religion make sure you read that stuff yourself because if you let somebody else tell it to you, that interpretation will have you going crazy. So anyway, Malcolm's in jail. He does his thing. He changes over. He gets out of jail. He's a brand new man. He has the direct line to brother Elijah Muhammad. And the honorable they show him. Elijah Muhammad. You're not supposed to call him brother Elijah Muhammad. True. The honorable. Excuse me. I don't want to, res- I don't want to disrespect the honorable Elijah yep. Muhammad. So, um... We got. We, Dude, I, hold we on, got, hold on, real. Just, to, just let me cut in real quick. Even so, I took notes for this show. Even when I was taking notes, I felt like I can't just be like call him Elijah or something. Like I felt like it was disrespectful. <laughs> like yeah. somebody was gonna come and get me right, for right. typing these notes like this. <laughs> I used to do that too, man. Did I, uh, did I tell you when I and this is a weird thing for when I was a kid when I used to like pass gas when I was a kid uh, I used to say excuse you me say to excuse the Lord because I kn- yeah I say excuse me Lord because I know he can see me and he's watching <laughs> and I don't want to be rude while God was watching me you know what I'm saying that's funny so I say excuse me Lord that's funny so I didn't go as far as typing out the whole honorable Elijah Muhammad I didn't go that far but um. I did call him Elijah a couple of times in my in my notes, but I definitely was thinking about it as I was doing that. You ain't call him, you ain't call him uh, EM Elijah Muhammad. You ain't just put an EM. That's what I should have did. Just to make it easy, you I know what that meant. H E M is what I should have did. H E M. Yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about him? Yeah. But yeah. So uh, you know what I thought was interesting. So they showed like him working the streets. And they had many different people out there, many different brothers out there. Who were literally on their soapboxes. Yeah, who were out there trying to get followers for their for they churches. Right. Or, or for their temples, right? And they were standing on ladders, basically, and yep. speaking their word. And he built his popularity literally from the ground up. The shit reminded me of social media, how you see a cat who has 200 followers and only getting 20 likes a picture. And then as time progresses, now they're getting two hundred and eighty likes a picture. Right? Did you like, did you did you recognize anybody from that scene? Uh, I saw what was supposed to be um, looked like uh, uh, what's his name? 
the the big one. Um, shit. Not Jesse. Um, That's Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton. There you go. That was him. Yeah. Oh, that was really him. Yeah, that was him playing himself. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even trip off that. My wife was like, "Yeah, that's supposed to be Je- uh, that's that's Jesse Jackson, right?" I was like, "Nah, nah, babe. That's Jesse Jackson was hanging with the w- w- with the king. With Martin. He wasn't hanging with with the ex. He was hanging with the king. And so that right there was Al Sharpton. I had the name when I was watching the movie with my wife, but I didn't have the name just now. My bad." And I didn't know that was actually him in the movie. I just thought it was a damn good lookalike. Damn, he had the weight back then. He really had that weight. Yeah, man. Shout out to him for losing all that weight. Well, I mean, he, I think he had a weight loss surgery, so. Oh, uh, did he? He cheated? Yeah, he used a cheat code. Well, shout out to him for being healthy. Shout out for him <laughs> for being rich enough to get the <laughs> to pay for the surgery. <laughs> right. So, uh, fast forward a little bit. A guy named Brother Johnson got attacked by the police, right? Yep. And when the people saw Malcolm X outside, well, they antagonized yeah. uh, I was going to say they antagonized him about what he was going to do. And he had to prove himself. And he was like, you know, what you going to do? You know, they they beat Brother Johnson senseless, but don't nobody ever do nothing unless they messing with other Muslims. Like what y'all going to do? Y'all just stand by and talk about it, but y'all ain't going to do so, shit. So That's so the so, so the funny thing about that is um like I've been listening to his speeches for for a minute. Um, I, I forget what brought it upon, but I was listening to his speeches, you know, years ago. So he actually says that in one of his speeches that we not about to fight with y'all. We only, you know, unless they unless they touch a Muslim. Oh, okay. If they don't, if they don't touch one of us Muslims, we ain't fucking with it. So, mm. so that was from his own words in his speech. That's what he. That's that was his his uh, perspective on this. So, I was. It wasn't clear to me if Brother Johnson was a Muslim or not. Yeah, they called him Brother Johnson. They called him brother, but I don't know. Maybe that's just him talking about another. When they ran, and they when they ran in to tell him about it, I wonder if they referred to him as Brother Johnson at that point. Yeah. So, I th- I think he said Brother Johnson. Okay. They ain't say no name. They call okay. him Brother Johnson. That's why I got the name. From okay. Him. Well, that's why he went. That's why he went then. That's why he went down there, right? And you know what? That makes sense, though. That really, really makes sense because um, the purpose of the Nation of Islam at that time was to help Black people love themselves and better themselves and and care for themselves and be accountable for their actions, right? Right. And so, if you want us to protect you, they're basically a gang. If you want us to protect you and and take care of you, you need to make those sacrifices. We're not just going to be helping people living wild and jumping into everybody's fight. Well, and so this is, um, and we kind of discussed this a bit, how there was two Malcolm X's. So so we've, we've transitioned from Malcolm Little became Malcolm X. But then Malcolm X was the nation of Malcolm X and then he was the black nationalist Malcolm X. Yeah, the post nation. I call him the post nation. And so yeah. and so the the nation Malcolm X was like like we just said, he was all about the nation. He um didn't want any help from or he didn't want to really associate with any of the other black civil rights people. He wasn't even a civil rights person at that point. Yeah. He was he was really I mean 
he was, but he was nation first. Right. It was definitely about the nation because he really that helped him become who he was, and he really believed in what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was was teaching. Right. So he wanted to be separate from whites. Um, he didn't want to deal with any of the other black leaders. He felt like they were Uncle Tom's for telling us to love the white man. Um, right. Like you already said, he was always charismatic, though. And so he was charismatic even during that time. And so they go down to see Brother Johnson in jail. Homie was about to die in that joint, too, by the way, which still happens today. Like, all, like it's crazy how relevant this shit is we're talking about the 40s and the 50s and this stuff is still happening to this day they beat brother johnson so bad he was laying in that he was lying there in that jail and he and he was about to die right and so apparently uh malcolm x was like yo we need to get an ambulance in here they got an ambulance took him to the hospital and they told him yo we ain't done we need to go to this hospital they marched down to the hospital made sure homie got all the care that he needed to get and then that apparently inspired kanye west because the cop said no one man should have all that power yeah yeah that's definitely inspiring and then and then then kanye wrote power so 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 picture this though imagine it made me think about how powerful this is you see this group of black men marching down the street in suits you got one man talking to the guys all crazy they're very formal they're very organized they're basically marching like they're the military they're very militant right when it's time to go i mean they got a crowd behind them you know they got like a hundred noi uh men there they got a whole crowd behind them and the crowd is all rowdy the noi is quiet as hell they have this one scene where the policeman like looked out the window and the whole nate you know that whole group of of men looked up looked up at the same time and shit like it was super militant so, right I, I wonder, but when he broke it go ahead. when he broke it down though mm-hmm. he 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 basically snapped the finger or pointed his finger pointed, like yo yeah we done here and everybody left so i wonder how much of that is accurate like i don't know about, because now i wonder this because when did they train to do this yeah, like like that would yeah. have to be training you know what I'm saying? That's probably some movie. That's probably some movie shit. But I did read. I did read that um, the whole hand signal was real. Really? And the and the cop saying that shit was real. So who heard him say that? I it don't it, know it, it then was able to give that because Malcolm X had walked away. So who heard him say that line? I don't know if it was in the paper. I don't know where that part came from. Oh, uh, okay. But they they say the hand signal was real. That was a real thing. I wonder. Say, I wonder. All right, everybody, we out of here right now. Everybody, hey, hey, listen, stop what you're doing. I need you to listen to me now. Supposedly, a hand signal dispersed the entire. So I mean, but like the about faces and all that shit they was doing. Nah, nah, nah. You nah, know that that was Spike Lee's uh putting putting his stank on it. You or know you know, and then like how they all looked up out the at the window and all that stuff. You know, that that I, I can't. I would have to see. <laughs> Hear or hear somebody tell me that that's how it happened. No, 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 no. I think that was a little extra because nowhere else did you see them or hear them marching and being that militant. It's the hand that signal thing. I can believe that because you know, I mean, it could been any hand signal. He could have just been like, "All right, y'all," and just like, "I could do, I got, I could do hand signals with my dog. I could do hand signals with my kids." 
you know, I always do hand signals with my kids, you know, like, come here. You know, that's pretty right. universal, you know. I mean, think about it. He was he was in the he was in control. He had control of the NOI at that time because it was him that was marching down and saying, look, because remember, he he basically had his own little congregation. Yeah. Right. And these are the guys he's recruited. Right. So they really are listening to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I don't doubt that. Yeah. And so when he say it's time to go and it's time to march, they know that it's time to go. He he means business. When we get down here, we need to be organized. Like I, like he's he's from the hood and he's charismatic. And he's like, yo, when we get down here, we need to make sure we do this shit right. And when right. I say it's time to go, it's time to go. So when so, I say it's time to wreck some shit, it's time to wreck some so, shit. So so let's take a break from the movies for a second here. Um, so you listened to the speeches. Did you notice the the clear difference between um, the nation Malcolm in the speeches versus the post nation Malcolm in the speeches? I did, and I wanted to say that to go forward towards the end because okay, it's really it's it's really really important to know why he went post nation. And the changeover, it was so dope to me how he did that. But you definitely noticed the difference. Okay. You, you notice the difference in how he speaks. And yeah. you notice the difference about what he talks about. Yeah. And it's super, super dope. And there were so many events that took place that changed his mind. Okay. So we'll come and back to it. So we'll come back to that. Okay. So back All to right. the movie. All right. So back to the movie. Um, I found it interesting that that he was a leader in the way that he was but and and let's say that the policeman did say no one man should have that power but you do need a leader when you have large groups like that right in any gang or any group or any uh formation any platoon any type of thing that you form like that you need somebody to believe to be leading right right because if not you'll have all these little subgroups popping up and it'll be disorganized some people want to do have, stuff they way and that kind of stuff yeah Right, right. But at the same time, you need a good, humble person to be that leader because, I mean, if you don't, that's going to be your downfall because that, that one person is going to become power hungry, turn into a tyrant, right? Mm -hmm. So the one person I thought you were going to question if he actually existed was, um, oh, man, I forgot to write his name down. But the, the little guy who ran up on him after the whole brother johnson situation oh okay okay i'm sure there were a ton of those though yeah but I'm sure he, there were a ton of those yeah and he didn't really add anything to the movie but he was always there from after that though yeah yeah and they he were became just a right hand man whoever that guy was and i think what they were doing i think that that part in the movie i don't know if he was real or not and i think I he was probably real it, because they had him on stage with him after that pretty much all the time yeah after that. Yeah, and I, I don't put it past... I mean, because that's basically what Malcolm X was to Elijah Muhammad. He basically ran up and said, I want to be on y'all team. Yeah. I, I could do this. I could be the mouthpiece for y'all team. So, um, and you know, at this point in the movie, I'm noticing the Nation of Islam, and I'm thinking about Muslims from, you know, the Middle East. Yeah, two I, different things. I see. And they're way two different things. And I think I ended up figuring out towards the end of the movie, but I just remember at this point, I'm like, so what's the difference between a Nation of Islam Muslim and a Muslim from the Middle East? Because it took me a long time Muslims to realize are, they, they were different. Well, it took me until I got to college to realize they were different. Uh, I didn't question it until until this movie, just, just when I watched it the other day. I was like, really? 
they're really really different yeah like you know their women are super covered the middle eastern muslims mm -hmm. the women are covered up like crazy right uh the 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 black noi muslims they're wearing suits all the time right and they they both tied up and it, it, it's just different it, they were just really different and i never really questioned until i was sitting there watching the movie so i'm trying to i was trying to figure out so who really started the noi was it elijah muhammad yeah it was elijah was he muhammad. the founder yeah it was elijah so he muhammad. founded it yep right okay so that's that's interesting so it, it made me realize that yo this is kind of like a cult if you will this is a cult it's not even like that? a cult. it is a cult how, because how would you say how, how, how are you saying that in the sense that and i mean and, and i'm going from the true definition of a cult not not the negative uh the negative connotation of a cult let's let's as a matter of fact let's let's break that down right now let me make sure i get this because i don't want no i don't want no noi folk coming in no i can to, tell you uh, okay wire up wire up my house so um let's see the nation of islam okay. hold on hear me out a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister, a misplaced or excessive admiration for a person or thing. Okay. Okay. And so you can consider these people in Harlem a relatively small group, and they were trying to grow their group up. This is, this is, uh, this was a, a, a really small group that had beliefs or practices regarded as everybody else is like who are these people where are they coming from and so although it was a great it was a great thing for black people to get involved in because it was sending a lot of positive messages and it was bringing a lot of protection it could be viewed as a cult okay so and if you look at it as a cult i would say that you're wrong um, okay because like so from your definition you read they talked about you know having admiration towards a particular person or thing uh -huh. <coughs> what is the pope like they worship the pope as if he is the like he's jesus reincarnated or or, uh, or as if he's god he's he's like he, he's like the person closest to god okay so you don't worship the pope though uh kind of, it, i mean and then they they pray to to like mary statues and that kind of stuff yeah you know which you're not supposed to uh worship idols okay um islam doesn't do that either by the way they don't pray to uh, statues or anything but so what nation of islam is is just like christianity has all these denominations Nation of Islam is a denomination of Islam. But it's a sect that, that, created by a guy who considered himself no. a prophet. I mean, no, no, I mean, it's, I mean, everything has to start somewhere. Okay. I mean, all these denominations, you know, somebody founded yeah, they, all these they denominations. Started off, they started off at cults that became more popular till they were widely but accepted. But it's not a cult because, again, you just said something sinister. There was nothing sinister about Nation of Islam. All they tried to do is make black people. First of all, and how is it a cult? If, if, if it's Islam, if it's being a Muslim, there's more Muslims in the world I, than it so is Christians. Hold on, hold on. I said regarded by others as strange or sinister. 
I'm just saying, but I didn't say you said it, but okay, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, but I'm saying though, regarding so from the people outside, it's it's a small group, and people were questioning who this group was. Okay, so and it's, being it's, that the group was founded sometime by Elijah Muhammad, it must have been founded sometime from 19 early the, early, early 1900s. Yep, right. It was founded by this man. But considered himself but, a prophet. But that's just the nation of Islam. Um, Muslims, I mean, like when when slaves were brought over here, they were Muslims. A lot of them were Muslims already. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, of course, they lost that at some, you know, throughout that four hundred years. But then, I mean, so Elijah Muhammad, I, I don't. I don't know his story. I think he was in jail too, at some point. Okay, okay. Um, but um, yeah. So he's calling himself a prophet, which is problematic for most people. Okay, right? Yeah, because exactly. But that's only for people who. D- <laughs> I don't. Man, I don't it know. Sounded man. very cult like, bro. Huh? <laughs> it sounded very cult like. I mean, there's a man well, who comes up so, and says that he's the prophet of the group. Right, and he. I don't want to defend him. I, 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 I'm finding it tough to defend him because there is something that happens. He does some very man-made, some man-like stuff. I don't right? know because that's that's a that's a that's a Muslim thing, though. Like having multiple wives is is okay in their religion. But However, he wasn't, he wasn't yeah, married to them. He wasn't married to him. Right? And, and he was. Gonna, and he said. And he said. And this is what f- fucked it up for Malcolm. He he's like Elijah himself. Uh, see, that's what I wrote on that thing. Eli- uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Watch <laughs> himself, your mouth. Watch your himself mouth. Himself said that prophecy told him that he had to plant his seed in fertile soil. Yeah. So. Hmm. I find it difficult. Still, uh, I guess this is. So I hear what you're saying, right? And, yeah, and then, and then, and then and hold on, hold on. on, on. Let me let me okay, just say this one last thing. Uh, I hear what you're saying. It's like Elijah was being problematic out here. He was banging out chicks, having babies and stuff, who wasn't his wives, right? Um, yeah. And but then I guess my struggle is the nation of, of Islam as a whole was to better, you know, black people. Okay. Now. I'll, obviously somebody's going to benefit from you know whatever monies they take in or what have you and that's elijah muhammad right and the, you know he's doing what pretty much any powerful man would do you know be banging out all the chicks he could right i mean the 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 48 laws of power talked about this shit to a t but i mean uh, explain all of this but go ahead and, and so and so i guess that's where i struggle to and and i hate to hear when you use um refer to it as being a cult like or or whatever because yeah. there's a lot of good that came out of it and I and it continues um, to come out of it right but but cult, cults cults don't have to be bad they don't have to be bad i mean a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing but when people I mean, refer Malcolm, to something as Malcolm a cult X. when somebody refers to something as a cult you automatically think it's like weirdos and there's something bad. Yeah, either I mean, weirdos or it's bad. But that's that's because that's just a narrowed view of the definition of a cult. That's I mean that's why I said that's why when I referred to it as a cult, I said without 
take let's not take just the negative connotation of people drinking cyanide uh, infused kool-aid and dying together let's not talk about that Mm -hmm. but because that right there was something that was evil particularly but that's what people uh, think about when they take a cult they, they, they think do. about devil worshiping they think about like you said people but worshiping a if, person if so they didn't down, worship the guy they didn't pray to him but they admired him but to me yeah. it, they admired him just like they a would misplaced the, the or excessive admiration for a particular person i feel like they like that with the pope okay that's cool I didn't say that it wasn't. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people are like that with a lot of religious. Exactly. Actually, exactly. And, that, and that's cult like to do that is it's cult like to do that. Okay. And so, uh, I mean, I was just saying it's cult like you, you take Malcolm X. I mean, the way he talked about him and, and even in, in, in the movie, which is based off of the book, he had a very, very, very high admiration for this person. He believed in this person. He fully trusted this person wholeheartedly. He's his leader and, though. You're supposed to believe in your leader though, right? Especially a religious leader, I suppose. That but that's what makes it. That's what makes it a cult. <laughs> I don't think that's what makes it a cult. Not believing him as if he's, um, like he is God. They never referred to him as God. It doesn't say that in the definition, bro. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they believe that he's God. I just said a misplaced or excessive admiration. It, what makes it excessive though? Thing. What makes it excessive? What do you mean? What makes it? Watch what makes the it excessive? You'll see. Why, why, what mean? Movie. Like, why can't? Where, where does it cross the line from having admiration towards because a person? Because he wasn't to making preaching it from the book. He was preaching what he was being taught from this man. That's why. That's he your was teacher. Preaching to the world. He was trying to turn everybody to. At that time, he was trying to turn everybody into a. Uh, uh, a member of the nation of Islam, not based off of what the Quran said or whatever book they was reading. It was all based on what well, Elijah would have been a nation. It would have been a Quran. Elijah Muhammad yeah, whatever said. book, it would have been a Quran. It, okay, I just I, I'm not sure. I'm that's not my religion, so I, I'm not sure. They read but the Quran. It, whether whether okay, so the Quran. It wasn't based on the Quran. Which they well, never you, ever they never really bring up the Quran in it. They never talked about it, right? And so I'm saying even in the movie, like, they never do. I don't no, know. in the I movie they did. didn't. But I don't know what he does. Even, wife, even, e- even, even in the interviews that I saw after that, that where he was actually doing the talking, he was talking about the teachings and how he taught. The honorable Elijah Muhammad ta- said. The honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, everything was the honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and the the, the honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, right? And so that's what I'm saying. He's getting his religious belief, this religion that's being taught by this one person who considers himself to be the prophet and it's this excessive admiration for this particular person that's all i'm saying i'm just saying all i'm saying is he stayed with the semi that's all i'm saying yo and that shit is cult like yo i'm simply saying he stayed with the semi so anyway uh Damn, I don't know where we was going from that. We were just talking about we we were just kind of talking about the nation, uh, Malcolm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talk about the nation. And so, um, and so yeah, like we said, um, you know, Malcolm had a problem with you know these allegations of Elijah Muhammad uh, fathering a bunch of kids. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before you go there, before you go there. So, uh, Elijah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad made Malcolm like the national minister yep. to bring more members in. He saw the charisma. He was basically Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, 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 basically, basically. 
um he was the, he was the face he was the face yeah. of the nation right and he did a really he did a really really good job he also told malcolm x according to the movie like yo the brothers are gonna be jealous of you watch out for them cameras the cameras ain't no joke you know what i'm saying they 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 they're really really the lights are really bright so maybe so he was a prophet because you still gotta be careful with them cameras nowadays yeah he knew what he was talking about he saw it and he knew what he was talking about the brothers start expressing jealousy and the honorable elijah muhammad was like yo you tell the brothers that I told them that everything's all right because I told them to do this. So chill out is basically what it boiled down to. It got to the point where there was a lot of jealousy within the group and there was more temples being opened. Brother Malcolm was traveling and traveling and traveling, trying to get the numbers up. Spreading the word, getting the numbers up. Yeah. People are profiting on the outside and uh, Betty Shabazz is looking at it like, yo, everybody's making all this money. You need to open your eyes. You need to check out what's really going so, on. And so what the hell was they jealous about then? Like if he was getting paid, like if he's getting mega paid, I would understand a reason for them to be jealous. If they were just mad because he was the face because he became the face as he was instructed to do. Yeah. And but Those like you said, Betty was mad out. because they wasn't getting paid for real. Right. I mean, he's gone from home. He, she's raising all the kids. They got eight like, kids. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. And he's gone from the crib. And they ain't got nothing to show. You know, when they when she's stepping around the brothers, they got fancy cars and shit. They living it up. So It's like, yo. So they just hate me Meager livings. So they're, they're, this is literally they're hating because he's getting more likes than they are. Yeah. Even back then. It was just. It was always about popularity. And, and nothing about him comes off to me as being attention seeking in the sense of like for himself you know like nah. like so we're talking about we're talking about nation Mal malcolm here everything yeah. he would say like you like we were just talking about it was uh the honorable elijah all muhammad, credit was due to the yeah you know all credit was due to the honorable elijah muhammad and and everything he would say was you know he's propping up elijah muhammad and so it never seemed even like he was even in the self. interviews even in the interviews that I saw a post nation Malcolm, uh -huh. he never bowed mouth. He never bad mouth the honorable yeah. Elijah Muhammad. Even when he was talking about his infidelities, he was very, very respectful and only spoke facts. Yeah. That's all he did. He never, ever, ever disrespected that man. So, so I'm not sure what their real problem was with him. They, he, crab he is was, it crab in the barrel. It's the crab mentality, man. Dog, no, he was just hotter. I'm like, saying they they wanted to pull him down, even though he was trying to get him to the same place. He's trying to do I the same thing. I think that's different. That's different from crabs in the barrel, dog. Like when you see LeBron out there, like shining, and he ain't even got to practice for real. He just he just naturally six eight, naturally two fifty, two sixty. You know what I'm saying? He just and he just he's faster than everybody. Although he's double the weight of everybody, and he's super tall, and he shoots well, and he dunks well. You just mad that. Like yo, well, who, who's mad you? though? His team ain't mad. The teammates ain't mad. So that's what I'm, I'm saying. That's about, that's why it's like crabs in oh, the barrel. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's the nation people trying to pull him down. His own, his supposedly his own team. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's different because you you paid to be on the same team in basketball, but in this case, you want to be popping too, though. Like deep down inside, you really want to be popping. Well, the way he you, you shouldn't want to taking trips around. You really shouldn't want to be pop, popping. Period. It's like as an individual. You should be wanting your religion to be popping. 
and for you to be, you know, getting your numbers up. That's all it's supposed to be about. But he's bringing all the numbers in, and I'm not. Like he's going to all. So what you mad for? Like, like he's opening all these temples, and I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. But that don't. He's getting the credit. Like I said, you hating. You 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 doing the crab thing. You hating. Mm. It's genuine hate. Yeah, it's genuine hate. Now, there was one scene in the movie that really um, that really stuck out to me. There was a white girl on one of the campuses yep. that was like, yo, I'm not with this racist shit. I want to help. You know, what about a non-prejudiced person that wants to help your cause? It, what, what can I do to help? And he said nothing and walked away. Now, I don't know how true that is. I'm sure that there were people that was walking up to him wanting to help. But at that time, the Nation of Islam, Malcolm, wasn't trying to accept no help. Not at all. Because not, well, not from white, not from white people, not from other black religious leaders or black leaders yeah. who weren't Muslims. He wasn't. So, what do you to think about nobody. that? Was he was he rude? Was that rude? What do you think about that? Uh, he answered her question. It wasn't rude. He didn't say nothing, bitch. He didn't say that. <laughs> he just said okay. nothing. All right. So it wasn't rude. Um. And he felt, and so I, I think the the message there is there's nothing white people can do to help black the black man. Um, okay. If if I if I would think back to uh, the speeches I've heard, you know, from Nation Malcolm, it would he would just have been saying, you know, help your people, I help my people. You live with your people, I live with my people. We don't want you. Okay. We don't want you. We want separate. We we want to be separate from y'all. Right. And I think if he would allow white people to help at that time, it would go against all the preachings and teachings. Right. 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 It'll go against all of that. Right. And whether a religion or not. And, I and said plus, I mean, and he, and he said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't say that some white people were devils. He said all white people are devils. See, and it's that shit right there. That, that's cult like, bro. <laughs> that's cult. I'm not arguing the point no more. <laughs> okay. Cause dog, the Quran, I'm I haven't read. I think it, I think it was always. I'm pretty sure yeah. it don't say that. Um, I, I I I don't know, but I felt like it was always weird when he would always say that. You know, he would always prop up Elijah Muhammad like that. Yeah, I did think it was weird. Yeah, and I mean, he he really respected what he brought. Because all the think about this, all the other religions that he was being taught, the shit just wasn't right. It didn't make sense to him. They were teaching him to hate himself, basically. Yeah. You know, again, the Christians were killing his, killed his father, raped his mother, or raped his grandmother, took his. Then uh, you got took him away from his mother, locked his mother up. You know. Right. Then they they try to belittle you and tell you that all you can be is a carpenter when you feel like you Do can sell more than that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because Jesus was a carpenter. And hey, nothing against carpentry. Nothing against that at all. But if you feel like you can do more than that, why would somebody use the Bible to tell you that that's, that's all you can do? As Just if that was lower. Physical labor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so um, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't with that. And so what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching, he was with that. It was teaching black empowerment, which yeah. was dope. Unfortunately, it was at the expense of calling all white people devils. And that probably wasn't the best way to go about it, but maybe that's the way it felt. And actually, and he even said himself that he thought back to all the white people he dealt with, and they were devils <laughs> in that in that particular sense. Including the green. All the white people he had dealt with up until that point with a personal relationship, they were devils to him. So it totally worked for him. 
So, um, so can we fast forward? Kennedy gets killed. Okay. Oh, oh, I got one more thing before we fast forward. I saw a banner doing one of his speeches that said, "We must protect our most valuable property, our women." Yeah. And I and it made me think like, damn, that'd be problematic today. <laughs> That would be so problematic. It depends on you know it's it's gotta be like the context of it though. Like it's kinda like women are like your most valuable asset is probably the more Yeah, they they, they definitely would have had somebody rewording that. The shit. wording, yeah. 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 <laughs> they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been able to rock it like that. And the whole complete before we move on to that to that uh to the where you're trying to go, the, the complete separation of black and white races. What do you think about that? Do you think that that was the best way to go about it do you think that they were on to something what do you think uh i definitely think they were on to something okay i think and i think he mentioned it well he didn't mention it um on, he, he in the movie he called the uh he mentioned the indians or the native americans and um on one scene however i think he was just basically getting at how the native americans got their uh you know they got their land their and casinos land. And, right well back then it wasn't casinos yet but they they got their they, own they got piece something of land. you know although although they got shisted out of that too <laughs> oh, <laughs> they yeah. got their land and then you know they took it back and was like all right no 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 we meant you was gonna but there was place. an attempt by the government to directly right or wrong right yeah and so i think that's what he was saying um was basically you know we need to be separate like you ain't got to ship us back to africa i'm not necessarily saying that but you need to give us something to balance things to let us have our own place so we don't and have actually, to live off of you because he didn't want and, people to be on welfare you know right uh he wanted people to to well he was that was obviously him beginning the beginning seeds of him going to black nationalism you know and so I think he was on to something. And, and you know what? And he actually, from what I read, he did want black people to go back to Africa. Um, but in the meantime, he felt like, yo, you need to break off a piece of America and make our own country and let it be our country. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? At that time, I think it did make sense at that time, especially with the, the mistreatment and the way that, you know, that black folks were being treated. It's mm -hmm. like, yo, rather than treat us like this, why don't y'all just make the shit separate? Give us this half of the country and then we'll enter we'll intermingle when we need to. But outside of that, you know, you don't you know, you treating us like you don't want us here and we're not getting respected. We might as well have our own yeah, shit. Let because it, we, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we did we did build this motherfucker up. So the least you and, the and, least you could do is give us a peek. And the fucked up part about that is black people are still treated like they don't they're not wanted to be here. That still happens. I and that, like, that's really huh? that's really tough. It's true. It's true. I was gonna say, yeah. and that's really tough, man. That's really tough. I remember we talked about one time just uh and I, I forgot exactly what the conversation was, but we just talked about how um we talked about other groups and I just remember thinking about, well, you know what? Other groups they feel like they can go back to another country and go back to their roots and their heritage and things yeah. like that. But like, we're still here, right? We had a fight here and we can't go back anywhere. We just got to still be here. Right. And there's one group that still feels like 
they're still superior. There's people out there that feels like they're still better, they're still smarter, they're still superior, and we still have to live with the people here. And there's nowhere to go back to because we were kidnapped from those places, and so we don't have ties to those places. And it's just, it's a, it's a conundrum. It definitely is. And at that time, I think he was definitely on to something with, yo, you might as well just keep it separate. You know what else I was thinking about with the separate races? I mean, like just the, the segregation is mm. that you're forced to thrive in your community because you're forced to, if you got your own space, you're forced to have your own corner store. You're forced to have your own grocery store. Yeah. You're forced to have your own shoe stores, right? But now with everything integrated, you go for the bigger corporations and you're giving them the money, which is going back to the people who had those Or you may not go to- most likely- or you might not go to the bigger organization uh, corporations. I mean, you go to the corner store and like somebody who doesn't look like you owns it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that, so you're just giving yeah. your money away. Yeah. To to other races. To to somebody who who wasn't born in America or brought here against their will. Somebody who voluntarily came, but they still run the store that you go into. You buying your weed from them. You know, yeah. it's it's. And that was weave, not weed. <laughs> you might buy your weed from him too. <laughs> now you go to dispensary for that now, Callie. All right. All right so, yeah, we can go, we can move on. So now. Kennedy gets killed. He get, yep. he, get he gets dome pieced, and uh, Malcolm X says something that was perceived as being problematic. He said, you know, he was asked, you know, so what do you think about the Kennedy assassination? And he said, um, you know, it's the chickens coming home to roost. Yep. And what does that mean? Elijah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad felt like it was bad because, you know. No, chicken. Wait, wait before you go, chickens coming home to roost. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> my, my understanding is, is that you, you raise these chickens to, to, to do certain things. You taught them what to do. And then they came home and they did exactly what you chickens taught gonna them. Chickens going to do what they. Chickens going to chick. What? Yeah, chickens gonna chick. So you taught white people to be violent against black people. You giving them guns. They're being wild animals, and they fucked around. And they was wild animals enough. They was wild enough to shoot their own president. Yeah. And so, what you what did you think you was gonna get from it? Right. You got exactly what 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 you uh you got exactly what was supposed to happen yeah. because of the way that you're raising people. Right? So. Would that be similar to saying with these school shootings that chickens are coming home to roost? If Malcolm X was here, hell yeah. They say they say you want they say you don't want people to mess with your guns. And this last one happened in Texas. Yeah, you don't want people to mess with your guns. You putting all your folk well, all is kind of strong. You putting a lot of focus on black people and the way black people act and black people the rowdy ones. And these school shootings are not happening with black people. Right. And so you're telling white people it's okay to live the way you live and do what you do. And so in Malcolm X's perspective, from what I gained from it is those would also be the chickens coming home to roost. All right. So he said that and Elijah Muhammad was like, hey, you know, a lot of people love this guy. You shouldn't have said that we are going to silence you. No more speeches, no more camera time for you for 90 days. Yep. And Malcolm X took it on the chin. He 100% submit is what he said. Yep. Y'all, he was a loyal cat, dog. And by the way, when he was straight and narrow, like the feds was tapping him 
And it, that Spike Lee's a funny shit. dude. No, Spike Lee's a funny dude. He put that line in there where the, where the, uh, the cops is like, yo, this guy is a saint compared to King. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or compared to the other guy. I was like, no, yo, see, no, he said compared to King. Yeah. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, he did, did. You know, because it's, it's, it's pretty known that there was a lot of infidelity going on with King. He was, he was out there kind of doing his thing. And I don't know how true it was, but it's very widely spoken about. Right. Well, apparently, Malcolm X, when he said that he was going to be a, a Muslim for the nation... And he was going to quit drinking, smoking, infidelity, messing with white women, all that shit. He said he was going to stop all of that. He literally shut all of it down. I believe that, man. Like, like when, um, especially with like the nation people, like when they say they're not fucking with something, like say you are a vegetarian. Yeah. And then you might go on vacation. You're like, uh, I'm going to go eat some fish. You know, it's okay. I'm on vacation. I'm going to eat fish. Dog, they not gonna go on vacation to eat some pork chops. Yeah, like when, like when they they, done, they are they with done. the shits, you know, especially the super duper dedicated ones. So, and I watched I watched an interview that talked about like if you got caught in the nation with some infidelity or something like that, you were basically publicly shamed for the rest of the nation, and you were put on timeout for a long time. Yeah, like it was a really really big deal if you got caught going against. Like, those rules were really, really strict to be a part of the nation. Yeah. And all while this is happening, speaking of which, um, so with those rumors about Elijah Muhammad, you know, I guess. Honorable you know, Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, honorable Elijah Muhammad. Um, Malcolm X was like, you know, he couldn't call himself a moral leader if the person they're following, you know, um, if, they're, if they're following the personal example of of elijah muhammad how are they supposed to call themselves moral leaders right if he's out here doing this stuff so he's feeling some kind of way about him now uh, elijah muhammad is feeling some kind of way about malcolm x and that led to him getting booted out of the the nation now hold on there's a couple things that you left out there so apparently malcolm x was being told on the low about these women that uh that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was getting pregnant and it wasn't supporting these ladies, okay? And in the movie, it showed that his wife had told him, you know, you need to look into this is in the paper. Malcolm is like, yo, this is slander. You know what I'm saying? This is a bunch of, this is it's a bunch of bullshit. This shit ain't real. Yeah, yeah, this is a white man's paper. What you think they gonna print about him, right? And even in the interview that I watched after uh, uh, Malcolm X interview, he said that he would have never, ever, ever looked into it. Not at all. But the reason he looked into it is because uh, Elijah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's son told him what the hell was going down. Right. And once his son told him, for him, that was a reputable source. And he started poking around and started realizing that these women, one of the women had two kids about to have a third one. And he just couldn't believe what he saw. And so he asked the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, what was going on? And he was like, well, look, I'm the prophet. You know, Solomon has 700 wives. Like, this is actually what, like, in the movie, Baines was, you know, making these comparisons to these other biblical figures having uh, a bunch of wives and a bunch of women and, and planting their seed in soil, in fertile soil, right? Yep. Well, in the interview, dog, you got to watch these interviews, too. It It is mind-blowing how well he speaks and how all this shit is 
is is happening today and it really makes sense of why first of all it makes sense of why he got killed because he didn't have no filter he was speaking the real and you wasn't gonna get him on nothing you wasn't blackmailing him you wasn't extorting him like the only way to silence him was to kill this man because he was all he wanted was truth that's all he seeked and so um he said he talked to the honorable elijah muhammad himself and he told him you know solomon has 700 wives and malcolm x's point was so dope to me he says that yo well if this was your wife why did you excom why did you excommunicate her why did you why did you publicly humiliate humiliate her in the group why was you doing that mm -hmm. if this was what she was doing on purpose like he said that they were basically going on smear campaigns for these women and like like excommunicating them and not taking care of the kids like he was being a, a fuck boy basically <laughs> The honorable Elijah yeah, that's what the, that's what they were saying boy. in the movie. When they said that, with like the they were uh, when he was like talking to the the women, she's like, "I just want him to take care of his kids." I was like, "Damn, <laughs> <laughs> for real!" Like, like come, dog, on, hey, look, come on, nobody's Elijah, exempt. Uh, uh, honorable Elijah Muhammad, that's not very honorable, bro. Like you can't. Nah, that's some here. fuck boy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be out here with these women saying the same shit that Jakeisha is saying, you know, on Facebook today. Like, you're supposed to be making the race better, but you're making it worse because these boys are growing up without fight. What the fuck are you doing, dog? They should have been, been completely taken care of. Like, okay, I get it. You smashing, you know, these chicks. And they was looking good on the uh, movie, by the way. Um, like, you smashing these chicks. I'm sure he was picking the dopest of the dope. You smashing these chicks, but you ain't, like, you ain't breaking them off no money? Come on, man. Yeah, man, that's uh, that was wild, man, and so that's why he went on to talk. Oh, by the way, he was talking about how he was getting he was getting silenced, um, but he was saying he said in an interview that wasn't just the reason why he was getting silenced. He was hot on the trail already, and they was afraid of what he was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The nation was afraid on what he was gonna say from what he figured out, so they was like, look. You need to not you need to just not say anything at all. And he fully submit, even though he knew that information. And he was talking about how just segregation, like when you get separated in marriage, uh, you're first uh, mentally or excuse me, you're first physically separated. But mentally, you're still with that person. And that's how it was for him with the nation. But then eventually he had to mentally separate from them, too. So and, and let me just point out that uh shout out to us like the podcast right now is pretty much like dead in sync with the movie as far as the timing goes so shout out to <laughs> <us>. <laughs> yeah because it's probably like an hour left of the movie at this point right it gets to the black right. nationalism malcolm yeah which was which was uh super dope it was a super dope malcolm um long story short rather than talking about the honorable i think he realized that it was a little cult like bro i mm -hmm. don't know if he would have put it that way but i think he realized he was preaching too much of what he was taught from the honorable elijah muhammad well and he and, wasn't teaching enough quran and even baines um although fictional even said that he's still a human yeah that yeah. that elijah muhammad is just a just a man when it's all said and done and it's like but nah man that goes against everything like Malcolm X was 100% dog so that's another thing that made me respect the hell out of Malcolm X is because even then instead of quitting it all 
He said, no, nah, I still believe in this, just not that way. Right. I'm going to still go forward. And he continued to push forward. And he started accepting help from other groups. And he wanted to accept help from uh, from other uh, black leaders. Anything that was going to further the cause, he was ready to do it. And, yeah, it. and even then, even though he had all that dirt on the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you watch those interviews, bro. He was saying that, look, I'm stepping away from them because I can better get to what I, where I'm trying to go if I'm not, you know, uh, underneath that particular group in that way. He never really badmouthed them. He just said, yo, I'm going to separate myself and I just got to do my own thing. And that and the funny part about that is that only happened after, you know, he went to um, his pilgrimage to Mecca. And, and this is 1964. So we've made it quite some ways, almost 20 years since he, you know, went to jail at this point. And so he went to Mecca and then he, he got to see that there were white people, you know, who were, were also all Muslims, colors, all kinds of different colors of people. He said red, he said red, yellow, black, white, you know, all these people were together and they were all Muslims. And when he came back, he, he was of the sect of the Sunni Muslim. Um, that was the group mm-hmm. versus the nation of Islam. And he started growing his he started growing that beard out. That's the infamous bearded Malcolm. Right? Right. And so, um, there you have it. That was Malcolm X. And and I guess I, f- I feel like we should go more into the the black nationalist Malcolm X. And you know what? Actually we should have spent more time on that Malcolm X to be quite honest. I mean we could still can. We Malcolm- could do we could do like the movie and make it a two parter. Oh yeah, we should do that because <laughs> that's the side that you really don't see because he was killed shortly after that. Yeah. And he still nobody's got a bunch of like, speeches out. Yeah, nobody's like nobody talks about that side of Malcolm. When they when they talk about Malcolm X, they talk about the the white devils, Malcolm X. They talk about the nation of Islam, him shitting on Martin Luther King, Dr. Me- uh, so, Malcolm X. So the black nationalist Malcolm X, he stopped all of the like you said, the white devil talk, right? He, yep. he was no longer, you know. He no longer was affiliated with the nation, obviously. He reconciled with the black leaders. He still wanted black people to be, you know, was did he did he still want people to be separate? He still wanted that, right? Um He well not no. necessarily separate, but he still no, wanted No, he just wanted equal treatment. Yeah. He just wanted people to be treated equally and he wanted black people to be respected, from right. my understanding. Right. I think that's more along the lines of what he that's what his cause was. He just wanted fair and equal treatment. Almost, I mean, it was basically synonymous of what King wanted, but he still felt like black people needed to protect themselves. Um, and so he still wasn't nonviolent, but he was willing to accept help and, and, and black people protect yourself and you still need to work on yourself. But he wasn't just flat out dissing people no more. Yeah, and, and it's he was, He's more of a love everybody after that, right? Uh, I wouldn't say he was a love everybody. He still referred to like certain groups as being his enemies. You know, he would he he started using that word. That kind of became his white devil in a way. Okay. okay. Um, just using the word referring to enemies. Yeah. So if you fall okay. on under that under that umbrella, that's what you are. Gotcha. You. you know, but but he definitely the tone of his speech has changed. You know. But he was still very charismatic. Um, he's still very quick, and he didn't take any shit. 
Nah, he didn't. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that last speech went down the way that the movie portrayed that it went down, but it was all signs showing that something wasn't right. And it was something fishy going on. Like uh, a charter was supposed to be created that wasn't. And he was supposed to have it ready for that day, but they told him I was going to be ready next week. And um, stuff just wasn't right. And he knew stuff was, was off. Mm-hmm. And so he went out there anyway. And they uh, and they shot him dead. And they, and I didn't realize, like, they shot him and then they overkilled him like that? Is that real? Where, like, they ran up on the stage <laughs> yeah, and they the, kept shooting? The, yeah. Like, all you have to do is, like, do the one little double tap headshot and then move on. But no, they, dog, they did like, the clips on him. They wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to come back and be speaking anything. And so, actually, I watched real quick. I watched some interviews on Elijah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he basically said... uh the chickens came home to roost in a way he's like the speeches that he was giving out right i mean it was expected that something was gonna come back like this is like what what are you talking about that was crazy to me and you know it's oh so let's 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 play um hypothetically say the nation was in fact responsible for this so the guys is it hypothetical i thought they got i thought they detained guys and those guys was in the nation is that not true i mean was it a hit placed by the nation just because they were with the nation doesn't mean the nation oh oh gotcha gotcha right okay so let's say they did um so these guys' families might have been promised to be taken care of i'm just trying to think what that 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 the way they did it just wasn't carried out very cleanly at all like they did yeah. all this scouting and stuff like that they showed in this movie which I, f- I thought was kind of like a weird scene because they went to the the spot the day before and it was like a, a party like a youth party a youth dance and these, yeah. these old heads walking in here like five dudes walk in like kind of scouting the place like what the hell are y'all supposed to be there doing <laughs> 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 it's these teenagers having a dance and five old heads walk in looking all suspicious like nobody had a problem with that so and so what was their plan like they shot him up and they just thought they was gonna run out like that like I don't know it didn't seem I like think, a good I plan. think it was almost like some martyrdom like I knew that they knew that they was gonna go down they had uh-huh. the they might go down for it right but they had to carry out cause I mean as a matter of fact I was watching the interview of of Malcolm X, and he was saying that uh, I he was saying that this is like I know that the what did he say? It's like the equivalent of a suicide bomber is what you're saying. No, he he, yeah, basically he said well, he was saying that if anybody was to talk bad about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, like how I'm doing right now, I would kill them myself. You know what I'm saying? He was saying that he was riding for right him so right, hard right. that if there was anybody else out there slandering him this bad the way that he is and slandering him I mean with just facts though but if there's anybody else talking about him like this he would kill them himself so he knew that people were coming for him he, he said it in the that. movie that he had died for him and everything yeah he so. did but I'm saying I watched a, a, a freaking interview of that him he gave and it, he yeah. said of him saying that shit like if there was anybody talking about the honorable man like that 
I would I would have to put hands on him. Right. Hmm. So I thought I thought that that was really, really interesting. And 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 that just leaves more for me to want to read about this man, yo. Like like I said, he was an evolutionist and he just evolved so much and he took what he learned and he went hard with it. And even when shit didn't go right, when he found out that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a sham because he was doing the exact opposite of what he teaches, he still took that information he took what was good from it and pivoted and continued to try to help the you know what dog like this is and I don't want to say one of the only people because I know there's a lot of people out there but yo this is the the highest uh example to me of a person who actually lived breathed and died for black people bro like he lived for this cause his entire adult life and he died for that cause to the point where he lived the cleanest life like you didn't find one speck on him you couldn't find one speck because if there was the noi would have dropped it the feds would have dropped it but there wasn't one speck of dirt on that man's name well and then he had to live his truth i mean like so like his his uh criminal background like he put it out there it's like you can't use that against him you know so once once he cleaned up he was clean yeah man straight like, narrow, he was man. all the way clean all the way clean so I respect the hell out of that dog Ain't nobody came out saying that you know he fathered this kid and that kid nah man he just had his eight kids with his wife right. that's all he needed right so, so um so overall so what do you think of, of the movie as a movie I thought it was a dope movie you should watch it um have your kids watch it and um, I'm going to have my kids watch it when they get a little older and they can start understanding a little more. My 17-year-old will definitely watch it. I rented it, and my wife told me I should have bought it. She was telling me to buy it, and I was like, well, when are we going to watch this thing again? I don't know if we're going to watch it. And so, uh, like, again, because it's a long movie, and, you know, once yeah. you get the information, you got it. But I think I should have took it. See, I don't feel like it's that. Uh, I actually did buy yeah. it. Um, I got it on DVD. Uh... I did let my kids watch it. I remember my oldest, my daughter, she cried at the end, you know, about why they had to kill him. Um, I let my oldest son watch it. And after the movie was over, I heard him in the bathroom saying that I am Malcolm X. You know, so I thought that was cool. So oh, that's super dope. That's super dope. But you know, he was inspired. Yeah. <laughs> so um i i mean so as, as far as i think it was a great movie spike lee did his thing um denzel washington did his thing everybody it, i think it was very good um got uh snubbed in the with the oscars or whatever should have won something but it didn't yeah which is ridiculous but like they should have a they should have a hall of fame for movies you yeah. know what I'm saying? So for for the shit that they miss, you know what I'm saying? You know Titanic was going to get in there and shit like that's going to be in there, but stuff like this, dog, like this is a great story. You know what I'm saying? And, may, and maybe it, it doesn't executed, I don't know, maybe it, was, it doesn't make it because it's a, it was based off an autobiography. So do you really get the credit cuz you really took the words from somewhere else? Did you you didn't really create You made the movie? The movie? I don't know. 
I mean, you still have Everything to you still have to make a movie out of it. You get that's a it's a bunch of shit movies about people's autobiographies. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't make it, but I think it's a dope movie, and uh, I think I'm gonna go back and buy it. Yeah, or at least I'm gonna make sure that my kids have access to see it somehow. So, so do you? Um, who? So after all this, you know, you you've listened to the speeches. You watch the movies. You watch these interviews. If you were a person back then, who saw would you would you who would you been riding with, Malcolm or, or Martin? Um, I probably would have rolled with Martin. Um, I probably would have rolled with Martin because that's just more of my speed, more of my style. Mm-hmm. Uh like the the early the the noi you know what and it's hard for me to say because that time is different so maybe my mindset would have been different like i'm a i'm a i'm a positivity kind of person trying to look for the positive and trying to find a positive way out and i can do i have i have i'm afforded to do that since i was born in 82 you know what i'm saying and things have changed drastically but maybe if i was in those times it'd be a lot different for me but since it is hindsight, I probably would have rolled with Martin for a lot of the time, but I would have been on board with the post uh, NOI Malcolm. Okay. What about you? Uh, I feel like if I was a person back then, and like you said, I mean, I only could think with my, uh, you know, new millennium mindset. But I remember even, even way back uh, when I first saw the movie, and, you know, I was already armed with, you know, the basic elementary knowledge of Martin Luther King had nothing on Malcolm X uh, as far as, you know, any knowledge. Uh, my mom did a good job. You know, like I remember she bought me like this uh, black history book um, as a as a very young kid. So I, I did know some people when you know, I was familiar with these names and stuff. But even from back then, man, I've always felt like. I would be rolling with Malcolm if I had to pick one. Okay. Just because, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just something, something about. Well, so back to now. I think his method, especially after listening to his speeches, it was real, bro. Like, like he he talk about like revolution. No revolution has ever happened. There's never been no such thing as a peaceful revolution. Nothing has changed. Just using peace, you know. Yeah. Everything this this country was built on was built on war. You know, they came through killing everybody just to just to take the country away from the people that were here. You know, they, you know, they had the whole slave trade thing. To I mean, help build the country. So you yeah, know, and him just and let's just, just say his speeches were fire, dog. Like his speeches, yeah, and yeah, I was super raw. Exactly, and so that's the other thing that that's who's motivated me. Like if you're talking about like you think about like the coach, like um, a football coach or a basketball coach or whatever, um, you know, or somebody that's having to motivate you. His his words always resonate re- resonated with me a yeah. lot more than Martin Luther King's so you know what and I think uh, Martin Luther King was more of the church where yeah. uh, Malcolm X was more of a street guy who actually 
he who learned a lot and I'm sure he read yeah. a lot. I know he read a lot. Yeah. Um but he when he spoke, he spoke from a street guy's perspective. Well, you know what? He spoke as if he used to be Malcolm Little. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. or like I said, he 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 didn't try to hide the fact that he had a past. Yep. You know, and perhaps, you know, Martin Martin tried I don't know if he tried to necessarily hide anything or whatever, but he 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 didn't seem like to me, he doesn't seem like he was me. He he didn't seem like he was like a, a house negro, basically. Or a field negro. He seemed like he was more of like a house negro, I guess what Yeah, yeah. He was he was more of a house negro saying that look, we need to do this in a in this kind of way. Uh, we need to we need to, we're going to fight for equal rights, but we're going to do it this way. We're going to try to do it peacefully. y'all. We're not going to succumb to how they do it. We're going to do it our way. These people in the field, they wouldn't be thinking like that, like being peaceful. Like, no, we want we want this guy out of here, you know? Want, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I I really love the the post, the post NOI um, Malcolm. His speeches were fire, but watching the interviews and him consistently referring to the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, him talking about what he was taught and how he was taught this and that. Um, He's a little misguided. Exactly. And I, I think that's the issue with a lot of uh, people, just regular people nowadays. Um, I feel like that is still very prevalent, like people worshiping their, their pastors or they bishops exactly. or whatever, you know, rather exactly. than following what they're supposed to be following, which is uh, Jesus or the, the Bible or whatever, you know, you, you're going off of based off of what this guy has been preaching to what you. What this man said. And, and his and opinions so, and stuff. Although he's going to give you some really great knowledge and he's going right. to lead you and guide you to some really great things. He's also going to show you some bullshit and he's also going to he's also going to do some bullshit in the background and right. it's going to turn us to do as I say, not as I do. And then once that trust is broken, it's like it's it's all downhill from there. And so um, th there you have it. And, and with that being said, you follow Malcolm. Now you're following this other guy, right? Mm -hmm. This other man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, right? Yeah. You're following him now and you're still not following the book that's supposed to be the thing that's that's guiding you. Right. So that that's that's what was problematic with that. Yeah. But uh I want to know more and I'm going to read more and I'm going to listen to more and Malcolm X is super dope and I really respect him a whole whole lot and I know there's a lot to be learned. There's another thing that he was saying too in one of his post NOI speeches. He was talking about the police commissioner and how at that time in Harlem, um, I think he was talking about in Harlem, the police commissioner was basically giving propaganda, talking about how bad black people were and how violent they were and how crazy they were, basically giving the police the right and the authority to come down and want to be rowdy with the black people and want to you know what i'm saying they, they're driving you know they pull up it's 20 cop cars pull up and he was like yo black people ain't scared of that or my people ain't scared of that and so now it turns into this hostile thing because it turns into an us versus them mentality mm -hmm. and that same shit is happening he said that shit in 64 and the same shit is happening today it's still happening because we're portrayed as a people as a certain way on movies on tv 
And so you have this unconscious bias of I'm scared of black people now. So I got to call the police on them or I'm scared of black people now. So anytime I see him walking, I got to shoot because I think they got a gun. Thought that that was that was really, really cool to see that. And it's it's cool to see that, but it's sad to see that, too, you know. That, you know that, what? That is still. You know what? Now that you say that, that that's very true. It's 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 cool that he was uh, a prophet in that way, that he was able to speak on it. But you're right. The fact that we're talking about six, we're talking about fifty four years he ago. He died in sixty four. Yeah, fifty four years ago he was talking about something, and fifty four years later, it's still very very prevalent today. To where my kids can say that they see this shit on TV, and that's sad. Or to the point to where I gotta tell my kid when he's like, "Can I go to so and so's house?" And I gotta tell him, you know, don't go out there and do nothing stupid, because all white people are devils. Basically, <laughs> that's what you're telling them. <laughs> Basically, don't go out there and do nothing stupid, man. Don't don't go out there and get in trouble. And yeah. I felt like it was kind of fucked up that I had to like give my kid that kind of warning just to go outside. I mean, I'm sure it was more detailed than that because you would tell any kid not to go out do nothing stupid. Um, and not no, I mean it's not like I mean it's not like it's his first time going outside, but for whatever reason, well, I think it's kind of like the kid he's about to go hang out with too. <laughs> oh okay well little, as a matter of fact it was a little question. we took my son to the movies we took my son to the movies the other day mm-hmm. and when we dropped him off at the movie theater my wife was very clear with hey you know how to act out here if you get into anything with the cops do exactly what they say we'll handle it after the fact and that's so fucked up but that is gotta, fucked up right you gotta tell him that though but you have to tell him because I don't want to end up with my son being shot because he went for his cell phone to tell him like, "Yo, I'm gonna call my dad real quick." Man, and so actually, I saw I saw it. I know Officer Jay, but I saw a guy a video of a guy getting pulled over and the taser pulled out on him for running a stop sign, and this guy right reached in his pocket, but like I got my wallet right here. Oh, this is where I live, and I was like, "Man, are you?" fucking crazy <laughs> like even like like the cop didn't do nothing but i'm just like man you could have been gunned down right there yeah you bold that's a bold move i'm telling you <laughs> and then he didn't I'm have nothing in his best. pocket i'm doing my best to keep my hands in the sight i told you when i get stopped my hands are out the window dog they are out the window both of them and that's bullshit to the point too. where each each time each time but i i feel like i have to i don't want no confusion and i feel like it's so it's happened to me like three times so far and each time the cop was like hey you you don't have you don't have to do that i'm like i just want you to feel as comfortable as you need to feel to let you know that ain't nothing else going on on this traffic stop what you put your you put your like your your id and um insurance and you do you have your keys in your hand too nah i don't have no i have my i just put my the car stopped it's in part uh and my hands are i put i just put both hands out the window i don't even feel like that's comfortable i don't even feel, feel like that's right because just sticking your hands out they could be like i thought he had a gun because i saw something come out his window I'm like yeah it's well, my surrendering well, hands motherfucker like, <laughs> well you know what by the time he's get it's like even before he gets out of the car like if i when i, pull I, know, I get what you're saying and i put it in park my hands are out the window already and he's gonna walk up 
But he sees ten fingers or eight fingers and two thumbs, however you look at that. But he's going to see two hands, all fingers and thumbs sticking out. And that would be really sad if I got shot in that way. Um, not saying that it can't happen, but I feel like before he even gets out of the car... I, I just don't. Yeah, want to I'm make not, I'm not saying pop movies. him out, like pop him out as soon as he opens the door. <laughs> like that would be fucking crazy too. But yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure it's not a sudden movement, right? So while he's yeah. walking up to my car, he sees my hands the entire time, and I'm gonna let him tell me that it's okay to put my hands back in, and that gives me an opportunity to say, "Look, I just want you to know that I want this stop just to be a traffic stop or whatever it's got going on." I don't want to know. I'm not trying to do anything. See, no I, funny business. At that point, I would be afraid to even reach for like my license and stuff. I, like that stuff needs to be on your dashboard already at that point. I don't want to be reaching in my car while we stop, bro. No, I'm saying, I'm saying like, like, when do you get that stuff though? When he's standing right there and he tells me that it's cool. And now I'm you're reaching for things and now you're reaching for things while he's standing there. I think that's even worse. I think like that stuff should already be out before he i don't know man it's, it's stupid that we even have to fucking talk about this Dog, we're arguing about which way to do this shit which way <laughs> right? what's the best way not to get killed by the cops yeah it's crazy really sad. but uh i'm i don't know for me it's worked for me so far i hope it doesn't be no other way um i, I don't want to die on a on a fucking traffic stop because I, I will never try to shoot a cop okay so so one last question why do so we know Malcolm Little became Malcolm X, Nation of, um, and then he became Black Nationalist Malcolm X. Why is he not given more praise as being? Because he wasn't kind and gentle like Martin Luther King. That's why Martin it's Luther just King as simple as that. <laughs> to me, what about amongst the like that. the black community though? Like, how come even in this day and age? So you know we're living in a time. Uh, 84 people was killed in Chicago or shot in Chicago last week. And so we, we this still... This is last, last week? Yeah. 84 people? Yeah. And okay, so... It's hot outside, man. Spring. So we got yo, so, a lot of stuff going on. You got cops still shooting people. And so that's your answer, though. I didn't even know that 84 people were killed and maybe that's shame on me for not being a better citizen and knowing what's going on yeah. in the entire nation. Yeah. So maybe that's my fault. Well, no, it's not your fault. It's just, but, it's not, it's not, it's not blasted on the news like 10 people, you know, being shot in Texas. But on that, on that same note, oh, true, true. On that same note, I don't think black people know. I don't think they know they think they know Malcolm X because they know that he was a civil rights leader. It's kind of like Biggie and Tupac. You know what? It's Preach a lot like Biggie it's and exactly Tupac. It's exactly like that. It's a lot like Biggie and Tupac in a sense where these were two great people who got shot down before their time. They had a lot of life left to live. They were doing great things as who they were, right? And you think you know enough about them because you know their name and you might know a couple songs of Biggie and Tupac and you might have heard a couple things that Martin did. You you know, I have a dream. You might heard about Malcolm X and how he how well he spoke. No, people know about sure. I have a dream. Name another speech. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so that's what I'm saying. So at least people know I have a dream, but I don't think people know one speech that Malcolm X spoke. By any means necessary. If somebody was gonna name something, that's what they're gonna name. I'm not saying that I wasn't saying that. I don't think they know I don't think they know that's a speech. I think they know it as a quote. 
Maybe if they, we did a poll and would. said name yeah. one Malcolm X speech, I guarantee you that it's a very very low percentage that gets one speech. I would and say. Asked it, I mean, well, okay, so so let's say everybody is going to name a speech. Not not if you know one, but let's say name one and they do know one. That's what they're going to name. By any means necessary is what I think. No, nah, I think you're giving too much credit at that point. No, 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 I no, 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 think, no. I don't even think people know that that's a speech. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying. Again, for the I'm not, that I'm, not, do know? I'm, I'm saying for people who, so we're, we're exiting out people who can't name a speech at all. Okay. Which is 90%, but go ahead. So now we, so of the 10% left of that 10%, what speech would they name? Okay. They're going to say that. that okay. That's his, equi- so I'm that's just, all one? I'm saying is that's his equivalent of, of I have a dream, of but I it's have a like, dream. Right. it sounds so opposite of, of that. Right. And that's and that's the thing I was just going to say, like, I, I didn't know as much. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about Malcolm X after watching the movie and listening to his speeches and uh, watching his interviews. I didn't know anything about this man. Mm-hmm. Um, the little bit that I knew was is washed away. I would say I knew one percent about Malcolm X at all. And it's really, really sad. And it's not just my fault. I was failed from whether it be parents not telling me enough, whether it be teachers not teaching enough, whether it be the public or the media not putting enough enough about him. But he is forgotten about and it's unfucking fortunate. And that's why we had to do this show. Yep. And like I said, that, and you said the media fail you. Well, again, every week I tell you, we are the only media that you need. And this is why. We got you. <laughs> We got you. And with that, I'm going to close it on out. You could be listening to anyone in the world right now. But why the fuck would you do that? Because it's Malcolm X's birthday and ain't nobody else paying homage to that man. All right. So you got some media that's doing that. You let me know who it is. Because then I'm going to go off on you because you ain't supposed to be listening to no other media but us. See how that trick question was? You see that catch 22? Anyway, Jaron and I definitely appreciate every listen that we get. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker. Tell a mom, tell a dad, a brother, sister, cousin, whoever you got to tell. Tell people that we're trying to do the nation's work and trying to make a better America. Okay? And oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Jen and I have another Corporate Streets production. It's called The Powercast. Go check it out. This is us trying to make a better America. You know what I'm saying? We, we still keeping that going. We're going to keep that thing going. Uh, we talked about the book The 48 Laws of Power that book is by Robert Greene he did it real dope but we did it a little different we took the 48 laws and we just you know made it a little bit more modernized and made it a little bit more digestible for people who don't like Robert Greene's style they can check out our style but if you already checked out his style check out our style anyway and vice versa if you want to get at us go ahead check us out at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com you can drop us a line um, you can hit us at at Corp Streets on Twitter and you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. Yo, we just did Malcolm X. We don't need no outro. We out. Happy birthday, Malcolm. Peace. Or did you just forget to make an outro for her? Hey, look, man. Don't be calling me out, bro. You ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do all that. I was so, so engulfed in Malcolm X. I didn't give a damn about no outro, okay? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to live my truth. How's that? (laughs) All right, man.
We out. Yeah.